James Whale on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. You know, you say you can get medical cannabis, you can say it's going to be available, and then you try and get it. No, Doctors don't know it. how to prescribe it. Uh, it. Pharmacists can't get hold of it to stock it. They're not allowed to sell it anyway. What a load of twaddle. Come and see Ash. Yeah, I mean, he's, he knows a bloke called Steve. He's got a number. <laughs> He'll get you some cannabis. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. You're right, Phil. I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's not Phil. Yeah. Oh. No, it's well, funny, isn't it? Because well, I know I, I used to smoke a lot of weed. I don't smoke any now for years. But we all maybe know people. You should. Oh no, God, no! If I start weed, then I'm onto everything else. But we all know people that, that smoke it. It's, 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 come on, guys, let's grow up a little bit here. Well, well the, the problem silly, the problem it? is that you know there are many things that are worse. And if you have an addictive personality, you're going to get addicted to everything, aren't yeah. you? Well, alcohol's yeah. worse. Yeah. But it, prohibition doesn't work. It's been proved yeah. e time and time yeah. again. And the gangs are the ones who thrive from it. The ganja gangs. The ganja gangs all out yeah. there, man. But look what they're doing so, with, with making tobacco. So I'm, I'm glad you, you can go into pubs now and not have to get covered in smoke. I think that's great. No, that's a great step. Look what's happening. No, stop. You could have had smoking pubs. A fag and a pint. Nothing quite like it. There yeah. is something very magical yeah. about having yeah. a little oh, cheeky. Sake. I might start smoking big fat cigars. Yeah. Just fancy. No, sophisticated. Lovely I think taste. that would suit you with your beard. He's joined the yeah. army, yeah. Uh, and he's going to be talking yeah. about that tonight. I'm talking about my um, journey into I'm becoming a um, what's it a called? nun commando. Oh, I think I'm no, I'm going nun. commando. He's right. going commando. Becoming uh, a nun. Yeah, I, I, why well, don't if you're a commando? Why does that mean you don't wear pants? I because mean, because it's when Stay tuned for the Ian Lee show pants. after ten tonight. Yeah. You find out why Ian doesn't be, wear trousers. Former UKIP leader Nigel Farage says Mr. Tusk is just scared, and he doesn't want a No Deal Brexit. They are now getting the heat from the German car manufacturers, the French wine producers, the Belgian chocolate makers, who were saying, for goodness sake, if the UK leaves Dick. with no deal, we are going to get hit with Dick. tariff at a time when the Eurozone is heading Dick. into recession. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Imagine me and you, I do I think about you day and night It's only right to think about the girl you love And hold her tight, so happy together If I should call you up, invest a dime And you say you belong to me And ease my mind Imagine how the world could be So very fine, so happy together Toss the dice, it had to be The only one for me is you And you for me So happy together Toss the dice, it had to be The only one for me is you And you for me So happy together 
See love. 
Thanks, Beach Boys. Uh, you, you never let me down, apart from the album Love You, which some people love and I hate. Here's the go. Here's the, here's the go. Rock legend Roger Daltrey uh, fears smartphones are brainwashing millions of people every day. The Who frontman is terrified, terrified, by the way, he's terrified that technology will control us like in Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie Terminator. He said, once AI controls the internet, we'll be in trouble. People addicted to their iPhones will be brainwashed. Let me second. Let's just see what line two has to say on that. Yes, line two. <coughs> okay, he may have a point in that case. He said, Roger Daltrey said, and I quote you, Roger Daltrey from The Who. Once AI controls the internet, we'll be in trouble. People addicted to their iPhones will be brainwashed. And... The 70... 0344 by the way. And the 74-year-old is terrified. He's terrified that armies of robots will rampage through the country because, quotes, there's enough people looking at their iPhone for eight hours a day. You don't need machines to kill them. You turn them around another way. Huh? He's terrified of armies of robots. Oh, Roger, when did you become an old man? It used to be that he was public enemy number one, him and his terrible druggy music. Roger, who's hit my generation, included the line, why don't you all fade away, also claimed, quotes, sitting is the new what? Sitting is the new... Standing? No. Dancing? No. Uh... Cancer. Oh, I um, no, I couldn't have got Sitting that. Sitting is the new cancer. And we should ditch TV as it, quotes, sucks up your life. I, I agree with him yeah. on that. Oh, I agree with him on that. I'm finding it very easy to ditch TV all of a sudden, aren't T- you? TV sucks right now. I cannot get um, excited at more Ted Bundy. I can't get... And I'm not talking about married with children. I'm talking about the murderer. I can't... There's a thing. Netflix uh, drops more Ted Bundy. Oh, jeez. 
enough of the um, charming psycho killer Keska Say. I've had enough. TV is rubbish. Daytime TV is rubbish. Unless I'm, you know, unless I'm doing a competition on there, which I might be on the way very soon. But TV's rubbish, man. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Even the things I put on my player, right, and I, I purposefully go out there and record. I can't be bothered to sit and watch properly. I move about. I get up. I get my phone out. He added, I watch people losing their lives down this thing. Phone, it is. Life isn't looking down. It's about looking up. He's right about that. Well, he's a very short man. He's, he's we. He's right about that. Um, I, I don't buy the um, uh, robot armies killing people. I don't buy that, Roger. But he's right about looking up. The number of people... And I've done it a little bit recently. I, I did it today, actually. Uh, I nearly bumped into someone because I was looking at my phone. And But I did what no one else does. I apologised to the person because it was my fault because I, I was looking down. I, I'm so sorry because no one else does. Yeah. No one else does. And as soon as I realised I'd done it, I moved over to this... I pulled over... I was walking. I pulled over. I stood. I stood in the corner. Looked at what I had to look at, and I put my phone away. Come on, guys. What is this? By the way, I'm. Uh, I'm going to make a return to Twitter soon. I'm coming back to Twitter soon. But here's the rub. Here's the rub. Twitter is not. Is not a fun place. It's not a healthy place. But me and Kath have got a lot of shows coming up. We did a did a lot of hard emailing today. A lot of hard emailing when today. When he says we, he means he. Me. And we've lined up a tour. The, I mean, a tour. It's like one, two shows a month max because I want to have, you know, I want to see the kids a couple of weekends a month at least. So two shows a month max. I mean, it's one. But it's a tour. And um, t- some tickets are already for sale. Uh, if you go to ianlee.com slash event, Manchester, we've sold 30% of the tickets. Uh, 50% of the tickets. Oh, well, that's Manchester. great. 50% of the tickets Manchester. We've got 20 tickets left for Brighton. Uh, we've got about 25 tickets left for Luton, right? I've just put up new shows. Shaftesbury Art Centre. We're playing the Shaftesbury Fringe. Now, that's Dorset, and I'm thinking they're probably a bit posh there. Exactly. What they want we're doing. Us. We're doing a shorter show... We've got 90 minutes in the venue. Okay. That includes getting in, setting up, doing a show, and getting out. Okay. So we've got about an hour, hour and ten minutes. I reckon we can get in and set up in, in ten minutes. I reckon we can do it. So that is... And that's a theatre. We're playing a theatre. The Shaftesbury Art Centre Theatre. I have no idea if anybody listens to us in Dorset. I have no idea. So this is, this is the punt. We've booked a room at great expense. Those tickets are up for sale now. com slash event. Um... Glasgow isn't up yet. I'm just waiting for one more email to come back just to check timings, but Glasgow will be up very soon. Don't know when Belfast is going to be up. Oh, and the London. We've, we've put another London show up in June. All right, That's on at ianlee.com slash event. Those are there. Those tickets are there. But I'm kind of thinking maybe we need to blitz, blitz it on Twitter. But here's the thing. I don't like Twitter. I think it's very unhealthy for me. I think it brings out the, the, the terrible, uh, inappropriate behaviour in me, but also it attracts arseholes. It's just a dark, dark place. So, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to reactivate the Twitter, but Catherine, could I entrust you with my login, please? Yeah. Would you? Would you? Would you? But don't... I don't want you then, like, trolling, like, my heroes. Don't be calling Mickey Dolenz when no, the monkeys I, are tosspots. And I won't do what you do when I leave no, my laptop open no. and, like, write things like, I'm an I, idiot. I tell you what. I tell you what. Why don't we start... Carrie and Alan, stay there in a bit. Um... Why don't we start 
um, an era of peace, a Twitter truce betwixt us. I will, um, I will set up, I will reboot my Twitter. I've enjoyed not having it. I just think practically we need, to, we're going to need to shift a few ticks, tick ticks. That's all. Um, and I'll give you my Twitter login, so you're in charge of it, right? right? And you keep an eye on me. Um, and I and we, I will not abuse your Twitter. You can leave this studio to go to the bathroom to make drinks, to do your things uh, with your computer Mate. open, unlocked. And I will not, I will not take advantage. The of The moment, my darling, you breach that, huh? I'm going to be sending all sorts. Of okay, yours. okay, okay. That's fine. We shook hands on it though, so now you have to. Now you have to leave the studio with your Twitter open. Not now, I don't. Oh, don't you? When I get your login, don't you? then we'll talk about don't it. Don't you? No. Don't you? Let's no. go to um, Carrie. Good evening, Carrie. Hello. Hello, Cass. Hello. Hello, Carrie. Uh, Hello. Talking about, you were talking about rubbish stuff that you've been watching. I thought I might like to share something with you, some good stuff that I've watched oh, recently. Oh, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Please do. Um, how are you on Gary Shandling? Uh, are you talking about the two-part documentary? Uh, I've seen oh. it. seen it. You, uh, it's good. It's good though. Was it the Zen Diaries of Gary yes, Shandley? It was very yes. inspirational. I haven't oh. seen it. I will. No, mate, watch <laughs> it. It's brilliant. It, it, it inspired me to do what I do infrequently. It inspired me to do it again for a while. Keep a journal. Yeah, but then of course I mean, I it started with his journals, and yeah. I don't think they expected it to be ending with his death. Did no. they when they started the documentary? But oh, hang on. Did, did they not start it after he died? Well, no, because the first huh? scene is where he's handed his diaries over to. Yeah, well, no, well. no, doesn't he? And does, but doesn't isn't the video like from like because the video looks like it's filmed on VHS? I thought that was him saying, "Look, if I ever die, here's here's, oh. here's the here's the videos, here's the diaries. You do what you know, you do what you want." That's how I interpreted it. Right. And he and, and I... Apatow goes, "Okay, yeah, sure, whatever." And then then he does die several oh. years later. Right. It's funny that because I thought they were going to do a sort of biography. Of him, you know, through an auto, through a documentary, yeah. and he said, "Right, knock yourself out with these diaries." But yeah. you interpreted it differently. Uh, because I, if I, it wasn't a story, but if I remember it correctly, I thought the video footage of him doing that was like VHS styley. Oh well, I, I see. I'm, I wouldn't know. It, does, it makes it makes it makes very very little difference. No, it doesn't really. It's still a great, inspiring show. Yeah. It is. And and I didn't know very much about him. I did like him on Larry Sanders. I didn't know an awful lot oh, more about him. Larry so Sanders. Larry Sanders is great and encouraged me to buy the box set. And I only got through series one, which means I've got another three or four seasons uh, to go. <laughs> I might to, do the same to catch up. It's, so, it's so good. Also, the Gary Shandling show is brilliant. Um, I don't think I know about that one. This is the theme to Gary Show, the opening theme to Gary Show. Gary called me up and asked if I would write his theme song. <laughs> I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? This is the theme to Gary Shandling Show. Do you not know that song? No, well, I, I don't. I only know it because you've sung it before. This is the theme to Gary Show, the opening theme to Gary Show. How does the second verse go? Hang on. This is the theme to Gary Show, the opening theme to Gary Show. Um, how we're getting? How does? Oh, flipping it! Sorry, sorry, guys. Can you bear with me, Gary? Now that what's happened? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it on YouTube. I, I've got to do it. I've got to take a run. Hang on. This is the theme to Gary Show. The opening theme to Gary Show. Gary called me up and asked if I would write a theme song. I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? This is the theme to Gary Shandling Show. <laughs> no, then it introduces the whistling bit. 
This is the thing to Gary show, the yep. only thing to Gary show. Gary called me up and asked if I'm around to sing a song. I'm almost out of Before Benny's. or after like Larry Sanders, that. Gary Sanders show. Before. Um, <laughs> that was the theme to Gary Shanley show, but yeah. I missed a bit out. <laughs> Never mind. No, mind, mind. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Let's, let's just talk to... Ken? Ken? Yes, good evening. D- good evening, uh, good evening, good news. Do you do you remember the theme tune to the It's Gary Shandling show? I've never even heard that name, Ian. I don't know who No, mate. Oh, stay there, Ken. I will come back to you in a minute. Alan? Hello? Do you remember the theme tune to It's Gary Shandling show? I'm fine, I don't. Man, we're, we're, in, we're in big trouble here. We are in yeah, very big trouble. If Mr Memory don't know it, we're screwed. This is the theme to Gary Show, the only thing to Gary Show. Gary called me up and asked if I would write his theme song. I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? This is the theme to Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to Gary Show, the opening theme to Gary Show. Now we're getting to the part where I start to whiz. No. You're making this up. No, I'm not. I'm not making it up. And I will not. I will not YouTube this. Because Roger Daltrey is right. We are turning into a nation of um, robots and robot army killers. And I will not kill. I will not kill, Roger. I will not. I will remember the theme tune to Gary Shandling show. I will do it as though we are stuck in a pub in 1991. With no, we haven't even got WAP-enabled phones. I will do it. I will do this, Kerry. This is my mission tonight. What was the other thing that you'd seen? Please uh, no, don't let it have a theme tune. No, that was it. <laughs> okay, uh, that was it. All right. Well, um, there's a good there's a good documentary about Robin Williams as well, actually. Oh, that's the next one. That's, yeah. I'm going to look for that one. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've some I, of that. Because I didn't realise he'd worked with Robin Williams early in the early days. Yeah, all that lot. You know. all, Steve Martin and Billy Crystal, yeah. all that lot worked together. And your favourite, Andy Kaufman, right at the beginning. Uh, here's the thing. Do you know who I, who I miss? No. I miss Billy Crystal. What's Billy Crystal's up to these He's days? He's not dead. No, I know, but... He, he it, does like the Oscars now and again. No, he doesn't. Like, there is no host for the Oscars no, this year. he has done. Yeah. Yeah, like 15 years ago, yeah. he has done. So where is Billy Crystal's Monsters, Inc. now? He's in Monsters, Inc. Billy Crystal's has the best line in Spinal Tap. You know he's in Spinal Tap, yes. right? He has the best line. He's a mime artist. He's the head of a mime troupe working at a party. And he says to one of the... He cuffs one of the other mime artists around the head and says, come on, mime is money, mime is money. It's a great line. It's such a good film. Have you seen Spinal Tap, Kerry? No, I haven't. No. Oh. Okay. No, I'm educating myself slowly. Go and watch it. Go and watch it, Kerry. Thank you very much indeed. James says, why are there no Ian Lee shows in the Midlands? Because, because of mid- you. Because of you, James. The Midlands sucks. It's full of deviants and perverts, and I will not be going there. So, thanks. Thanks for reminding me. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. particularly keen to speak to anyone tonight who can remember the theme to Gary Shanley's show. No cheating, though. Okay, no cheating. Google it. Otherwise, you're just you're you're fulfilling the Daltrey prophecy, uh, which, by the way, would be a great book, the Daltrey prophecy. So, so don't be a killer robot. Don't be a sex bot. Um, be a memory man. Be um, be that. Who is that guy with the mustache? The memory man. Yeah. Gr- Brendan, Brendan or Duncan? There's the irony. I can't remember the memory man's name. He had a mustache. Um, I emailed him once. Did you? Yeah, for this. Well, what was his name? I oh, can't did, remember. It was Brendan or Duncan. The memory man. Brendan. And you could like show him, you could just show him a pack of cards. Jump, 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 jump. He'd recite it straight back to you. It was in, what an act. 
Uh, but he did that thing that I don't think works, where he'd go, right, so it'd be like the um, first card would be the four of diamonds. So he would, he would go, in his head, he'd go, right, I was buying four diamonds for my wife, who is, the, um, who is a, a queen, and she likes digging with spades in the back garden. And um, she uh, also was a member of two clubs. And he'd do that. I've tried that. That don't work, because that's more stuff to remember. Because you've got to remember the story. That's insane. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Cleo, what can you help us with? The name of the memory man or the theme tune to Gary Shandling? Oh, jeez. Jeez, phones. Hang on, let's try again. Cleo? Cleo! the hell is wrong with this phone system, man? Cleo! I'm going to call that guy back. Imagine having a phone system that... I, I don't have the facility... Right, screw it. Advert, call him back. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, Killer Robot Armies uh, is the Daltrey prophecy. He thinks it will happen. Um, we're going to talk about um, a guy who didn't clean his penis for 24 years. Oh, my God. Um, but the, the most pressing point is uh, the theme tune to Gary Shandling, I believe. The phone system here is knackered. So here's the thing, guys. Do phone in. If you phone in and the phone goes dead, it's not us. We're not ignoring you. We've not, we've not cut you off unless you're one of the bands. Um, the phone system's completely cack. Here, phone box, phone box seven or whatever it is, you're rubbish. Um, and it means that sometimes the phones don't work when we answer them. So we will try and call you back. We've got Sam, who knows what he's doing. I'm like, oh, the other way, what we're doing. Yeah. He'll try and call you back. But if he doesn't, call in again, and uh, everybody's welcome. Uh, yes, Cleo? Do you know what I was watching this afternoon? Um, um, I don't know, two dogs humping? After that, I was watching... It's the Gary Shandling Show. Okay, fine. Well, then, 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 don't even talk to me and don't even sing that bit because that bit was just like completely out of context. Sing the yes. theme tune. Here you go. Here comes the theme tune. I can't. What? Oh, why not? I've forgotten the theme tune already. I because did. that bit, that bit at the end where it leads into this whistling. You're right. It does mention the whistling. Yeah. But it totally throws you. However, you watched it today, mate. I watched it thirty years ago. Do you know? Do you know what's even worse? Go on. There's one episode where he's, he's Gary is sort of like you know like Bob uh, Subterranean Homesick Blues that video yeah he's sort of doing that with the words the theme tune so you've seen the I've words heard. being done and you've so heard, heard the song words, being I've seen the words, done and you cannot do it and I've still forgot the words yeah exactly you well, made me want to sing what it. you know um, that's what that's the advice that I was I was given it. as a young songwriter sing what you know. Look, at the DVD is actually there, and I can actually play it if you want. No, no, we're not doing it, because we're not becoming part of Roger Daltrey's robot army. See, I only know, well, I only know what you song. Goodbye, Cleo. <laughs> Scumbag. You're a massive disappointment. Scumbag. Well, he's a wee disappointment. Um, let's go to Ken. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, Ian and uh, Catherine. Yes. You evening. sound a bit bunged up, Ken. I've got a bit of a sore throat going on here. Yeah. Yeah, it's going around. Just recovering. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope it's not too bad. No, no, I'm okay, man. It's uh, I, what I do when I get the cold is I, I, I double up in the garlic, and that seems to help. Garlic in the hot water. Now, okay, now you, what do you put the garlic in the hot water, or do you eat the garlic and then have hot water? No, I take garlic tablets regularly uh, every day, but when I get a dose of the codeine, I double up. <laughs> Some yeah. nights I even have about six, six capsules oh, before I go to bed. Oh, my goodness gracious <laughs> me. Well, there'll be no vampires around your neck of the neck of the woods. Good one. Oh, oh I'll use that. No vampires anywhere near me. No, no vampires. For a multitude of reasons. What have you got for us, Ken? <laughs> what, 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 what do you want to preach, brother? A 
very, a very, a very important uh, statement by Mr. Tusk today. I think it's Donald Tusk. He, he's one of the main leaders Tusk. of the EU yes. uh, organisation. Yeah. And, and it's been in the news regularly since earlier tonight. It's a good quote. And he's, to paraphrase what he said, uh, roughly, he said, there is a special place in hell for all Brexiteers who had no plan yeah. of exit. Yeah. It's a great line. It's a great line. It's, good. it's a great line because you know he's deliberately said it to wind people up. And the fellow he's with says, you're going to get a lot of stick from the British press for that. And he laughs. And the laugh yes. is what's got, like, Farage and all those people so angry. The, the laugh. I think good for him. Good for, It's a great line. Yeah, it's a great line. It's, it draws people's attention. But yeah. I, would, I would like to discuss this a little bit further, if you don't mind. Oh, please do, sir. For example... Two minutes ago, three minutes ago, you said, what the hell is wrong with this phone system? What the hell? Do you remember saying that? I do remember saying it. Yeah? <laughs> I was going to say, what the so crap? You've, so, you, so you've mentioned health tonight. Yes. And I was out today, and in fact, every day when I go out in the town or in the buses or in shops, uh-huh. I listen to the radio or TV, people always mention hell. Have you yeah. noticed that, Ian? Yes, because it's, it's a mythical place, and it's a, it's that means something bad and lousy, and it's kind of lost its original meaning, and now it's just a very gentle cuss. Like bloody. No. Bloody, of course, means the blood of Christ, as we know. But but when people say it, they don't mean the blood of Christ. They just mean, ah, oh, flipping it, bloody hell. I spoke to my dad yesterday and he was looking after all four of his grandchildren. I said, how are you getting on, Dad? And he said, it's hell with a lid off. Yeah, they don't mean literal literal hell, which is, which is a myth anyway. But go on. <laughs> but the, the, the point is here, yes. where does this word come from? Do you know who told us about this place? Jesus. Did you know that in the Bible, in 46 verses... Yes. He warned us about the possibility. He warned mankind, every one of us. Does he use the word? Does he use the word hell? No, he was, he was speaking the Aramaic. So he doesn't use the word hell because the word hell isn't the word hell just like a, a, a significantly more recent uh, I- I- invention, a word? Because the word hell isn't in the Bible, isn't in the Bible, is it? I don't think. Of course, of course, it is. It's in the, many times in the Bible, but, actually, but Jesus never says it. Actually, hell, uh, he actually said Hades. Right, okay. So, so, yeah, so, hell, so when was the word hell invented? It's, it's well, Germanic Old the, English. Yeah. Oh. yeah the, the authorised version, when they translated the, the, the Greek text, they translated Hades as hell. Okay. They also translated Gehenna and the Lake of Fire as hell. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I say bloody hell, I don't mean the, the blood of Jesus Christ in Hades... It's just like me expressing a thing. It's lost all meaning. It changes its meaning. And did you know that Gehenna was referring to the Valley of Hinnom, which was a a rubbish dump outside Jerusalem? So it was just a kind of approximation. I like a good rubbish dump. You find some great stuff in a rubbish dump. They're not called rubbish dumps anymore. They're called recycling centres. And you're not allowed allowed to take stuff from them. That's torture for me. I go there. I tell you what's hell, Ken, is going to a rubbish dump, a tip or a recycling centre, seeing wonderful, wonderful treasures and not being allowed to take them. That's hell. That's that's literal no, hell. No, Ian, listen, if you read Luke chapter 16, if you want to take the time and read it for yourself, Jesus opened a window into Hades. Now, in that window that he revealed, the true wonderful yes. revelation, he revealed to us that in hell, uh-huh. the souls are totally conscious... By the way, this is a massive. This is a massive buzzkill. We're doing. We're doing a a popping fizzing. We're doing. Hey, have you seen the film Hell's a Popping? 
That's a movie. That's, I tell you, you what. I tell you what. I'll read that bit of the Bible if you watch the movie Hell's a Poppin'. How's about that? Well, how can I see that? I don't. I don't have that. Is a CD or what? I don't have that. It, it, I think it's probably on Netflix. Hell's a Poppin'. It's a great film. It's an old forties musical. Very funny right. film. Very very funny film. Well, you you look up Luke chapter sixteen at the end, end of the chapter. But listen, just just you tell me when you've watched Hell's a Poppin', and then I'll read that bit from Luke. Uh, we got a deal. I, I, I'm not on uh, Netflix or internet, so I couldn't so, get. Well, couldn't well I've not got that. a Bible, so I could, you know what I mean. But I could I could make the effort if you could make the effort. Depends how serious you are about me reading the Bible. I'll tell you what, you send me a CD of the film and I'll send you a Bible. I don't have a CD of the film and I no. don't need you to send me a Bible. You you, you put the effort in to watching Hell's a Poppin' from 1945 and then I will put the effort in to finding the tracts to which you refer online. Well, just let me end with these maybe two sentences, if you don't mind. How long are the two sentences? They could be an hour long each. (laughs) Imagine. They could be. (laughs) Go on. Go on. The reason that Jesus Christ died for our sins was that he doesn't want anyone to go to hell. He died in our place. He offers us forgiveness. He rose from the dead. And those who genuinely believe in him and ask forgiveness, Ian... Yes. He delivers us from okay. the judgment of hell. OK, all right. Nice one, Ken. Thanks for that. Tati, bye. There we go. You see, we've got, got, on, got on well with Ken. Um, I mean, it's all nonsense, I think, personally. I think it's all nonsense, as, as I think all all of the uh, the religions are nonsense. Mm, just be excellent to each other. Just, come on, guys. Just dig it. Um, 0344 is the phone number. Ah, we need a musician. Nigel, you'll know the theme tune to the Gary Shandling show. Uh, no. Okay, stay there. We'll come back to you in a second. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Alan. Hi, boss. Hi, Kath. Hello. No. I'm, I'm in a good mood tonight because I've been watching Netflix. Oh, is Hell's a Poppin' on? Have you seen Hell's a Poppin'? No. It's a funny film. It's a Broadway musical, and they made it into a film, I think, in about 1945. Can't remember who's in it. Is it black and white? It's black and white, but it's like an old zany kind of musical with songs and dance, and it's funny, and they break the fourth wall. Has it got synchronised swimmers? I like those ones. No. It's like a proper... um, It's proper nuts. Even now, it's like... Whoa, why are they talking to, to the... Why are they breaking the fourth wall so much? Are they actually in Hell? No, it's no, it's got nothing to do with hell. Oh, hell's a popping. Can't really remember what hell's a. Okay, so we've got two phone ins on the go at the moment. First one is what's the first one, Alan? What's the main tune of Gary's handling show? Correct. And what's the second phone in? Best films on Netflix. No, not be- best films on Netflix. What is this? BBC Three Counties Radio. They've got a mention on Radio Four today. The head of BBC Local Radio was defending BBC Three Counties Radio. What's they do? The head of the head of BBC Local Radio now is. Um, what was the phrase they were using? Horrible BBC phrase. We it was something like something like. We want to own the local conversation. Something like that, uh. right? And um, the, the, the host of the media show, and the host of the media show said, but do, do, your, but do your local radio stations, some of the, the regions are, are quite odd. Three counties. Uh, who, who says they live in the three counties? And she, the, the head of the BBC local radio then went on to say, well, it's very, you know, what three counties does is great. That's where I started my job there. And um, what it does is it, it really captures, the, uh, it owns the local conversation, and it's very diverse and captures... And I'm thinking, BBC Three Counties Radio is one of the whitest 
radio stations as well as this one. One of the whitest radio stations ever in what is a very, very diverse ethnic well, area. And also, it's Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire, Buckinghamshire, but it doesn't reach vast swathes. No, I no. mean, Bedfordshire is well covered. Yeah. The rest, very fringy. There were some was... places where we were told, certainly when I was there, oh, yeah. early doors, don't bother going don't there because they can't hear you. Uh, it was, um, and it, when I was there for a long time, it was in Luton, which is a very, very um, big Asian population. How many local Asian presenters did we have? Zero. How many Asian presenters did we have? Sometimes one. Well, they're scared because the radar figures are coming out. I don't think the I don't think the Asian I don't think Asians are scared of the radars, are they? Are they? Not inherently so, no. Well, I wonder what the radar figures for this quarter would be. Probably for us, a load of old crowd. I know what they are. What are they? Can't tell you. For us, embargo, didn't it? Well, hang on. Well, give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Okay, now lift. Okay, well, I can't say I cannot say whether that was a thumbs up or thumbs down because they're on Bongo, Alan. Till but midnight. Till mid, he's right. But and I, after then, I don't really want to tell you because there's some other figures to be amalgamated. I cannot. Okay, I cannot say what what I cannot say whether Catherine just showed me a thumb up or thumb down. But Catherine, keep raising that thumb up until you feel you need to stop. So this is where we were last time. Then keep raising. Okay, are we doing quarter on quarter? Yeah. Yeah, yes. All right, so. Okay, so starting very low. And here's, Gosh, here's, here's the top, right? She's almost gone downstairs. No, this is the baseline. Yeah, okay, right? the baseline. The baseline. Because I'm all about the base, the base, no treble. I've got a big fat bum, fat bum, he, no boobies. That's what that song is about. Yeah, that's what that song is about. But she's not in China. In China, yeah. Right, so that's the top bit. Yeah. That's the middle bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Year on year. No, quarter on quarter. Year on year, please. All right, so... Well, 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 uh, but you've got to remember... Yeah. Jungle Surge. Jungle, 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 jungle cock, rock. Um, OK, well, but hang on, I'm disappointed with... It, it, for example, if her thumb had gone up a little bit there, which I cannot say, because it's unbongoed, I'm disappointed because last time we went down, like, shed loads. Yeah, but we're still being dragged back by those weird figures before. OK. So, chill... I don't really care. I'm not um, going to say which way it went, uh, but chill. All right, Alan. Well, thanks for your call, mate. Thank you. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On talk radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no. A 24 year old bartender. Well, he's not been tending to his bar. Oh dear. A 24 year old bartender has admitted to never cleaning his penis. The man, known only as Zack Dirtycock, <laughs> claims to have girls throwing themselves at him and has bedded 40 lasses. Lasses? Oh, so he's travelled back to the 1800s just, in Scotland. I was going to say, just northern. <laughs> lasses. Despite having sex for years, God, he must be tired. Yeah. Zack visited Dr Naomi Sutton of E4's hit show, The Sex Clinic. Oh, I see. After feeling his penis had failed him when he become unable to finish due to his foreskin being too tight. Oh, my God. I don't want to know. He even thought his penis may still be growing with his foreskin being unable to keep up. But an examination by Dr Naomi... Ooh, gosh, OK. This um, language may be triggering. An examination by Dr Naomi revealed Zach had a serious case of smegma. 
funny saying stuff like that because that gagging noise you can hear is not a joke. That's <laughs> Kath has a very weak gag reflex. Oh God! Build-up of dead skin, uh, oil, oh, and moisture, which was making his foreskin too sensitive to pull back. That's nature's way of saying pack that in and go and have a wash. Zach, who was also Get a nail brush on it <laughs> and some um, Dettol. Chisel. Shove it in a bottle of Dettol and chisel. Zach, who also admitted, admitted to having a host of STIs, told the medic... Oh, God. ...he was unaware he was meant to clean down below. Can I say something without going into too much detail, right? When I was in the jungle, you only had a cold shower. It was a cold, cold shower. And I wasn't stripping naked for nobody, right? By day three, I was aware that I needed to be a little bit more thorough... With the shower. Oh, my God. Can you not go and sit in the, like, plunge pool for a bit? I wasn't... I was not prepared to do that. So well, Would I, that not do it, just sitting and having a soak? No, because you've got to... Oh, my God. You've got to pull back. Oh, my God. Doesn't, yeah. You've got to pull back. It's airtight. It's watertight. So, yeah, day, after day three, I was like... Mm. Like a horse, because you have to go up and... I... Nothing like a horse, unfortunately. <laughs> Because there's, uh, there's there's a woman who's a specialist at that, isn't there? She was in the papers last week. Um, yes. Because you have to go up there and find it. Uh, and then give Julie it Julie Hartley Brewer, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that a hobby? Wow. So he, was, he was unaware he was meant to clean down below. Oh, we don't know his name, but there's a picture of the lad. And he's going to be on telly. Zach visited the clinic. So let's just get this straight. Yes. He's a, he's a catch. And literally, because he's riddled with STIs, and he probably has got a very, very, very well, stinky nether region. Just a reminder, he has a build-up of dead skin, uh, oil and moisture. A oh. serious case of smegma. Do you want a bucket? I haven't had any tea, so I might be all right. Well, there's some sausages in the fridge. <laughs> they might be off, though. Got some mayonnaise you can do. No, stop it now. Zach Come on. visited the clinic. Compl- this is in, this is on the Daily Mail. Zach visited the clinic, complaining of having a nasty smell as uh. well as pain and irritation at the tip of his penis. His, he first met with Nurse Sarah, who he told that after intercourse, he has to untuck his foreskin from behind his shaft. Although sometimes easy. Zach added he would spend days trying to position his foreskin back into place. And he didn't have an inkling that something might be wrong there? When he questioned whether his penis was enlarging, Nurse Sarah said, I think you've stopped growing now, babe. <laughs> I love nurses so much. Sarah then tried, then passed Zach over to... Do- I think you've stopped growing now, babe. Sarah, Sarah then passed Zach over to Dr Naomi, who tried to examine his penis. God. However, this was causing him too much pain. Zach was eventually forced to take matters into his own hands. With a Karcher power washer. But was still only... <laughs> dustbuster. Was still only able to pull his um, foreskin back. I mean... I'm David Babcock and I got my willy stuck in the hoover. Now we know why. Was still only able to pull his foreskin back some of the way and admitted to never being able to completely retract it. Once diagnosed with smegma... Diagnosed. Oh, God. Is that his permanent record? Zara asked oh. Zach how often he wash, washes down below. Zach said he cleans the shaft of his penis and his testicles, but worries beneath the foreskin is too sensitive for him to scrub with a flannel and some soap. 
they're very friendly here. So we've got we've got Nurse Sarah saying, I think you stopped growing now, babe. Then, um, oh, no, then, then Sarah, Sarah comes back in and says, if you take nothing away today, just this. Wash your penis, darling. <laughs> Zach claims... Now, here's the thing, and this is a serious point, OK, because you have to tell... Not everyone can work this stuff out for yourself. And you I do wouldn't have to... know this. I, and, no. I, and I haven't got little boys. Serious I would point. think that someone would have told me, but I... I'm not from a family where little boys were ever involved. No, I, and I have told my boy, because my boys get in the bath, they, they, they jiggle about and they play in the bath and that's it. They get out and I say, no, 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 boys, just, just, just get the flannel. Just, you want to wash under your arms because you get a bit sweaty there and it can get a little bit smelly. And you just want to wash around your willy and give your willy a bit of a clean because it can get, you know, dirty then. That's what you've got to do. Yeah. That's what you say. Um, Zach claims no one has ever told him to pull back his foreskin and wash beneath it, and that is the sad. That is the sad. It's a, you know, having a laugh, but that is the sad thing. If no one's explained it to you, I guess not everyone works it out. No, so literally. <laughs> Viewers of the show were disgusted, with one taking to Twitter with, OMG, he slept with 40 girls. Others were astounded by what it must be like to go on national television only to be told you need to clean your penis better. God, how embarrassing. He thought he was going to be told that he was the amazing, ever-growing man. Um, But Zach is no stranger to problems down below, with him also admitting to having previously had the clap and catching, quote, gonorrhea from some lass. Um, Okay. Um, Let's go to Nigel in Maidstone. Good evening, Nigel. Hello? Good evening, Nigel. Oh, good evening, Ian. Good evening, Nigel. You were softly spoken. That's why I couldn't hear you. Softly, softly spoken is the night of my love tonight, and I wonder what she's doing with another guy, and I wonder if she thinks of me when she's holding his hand. Who's that by? I don't know. I, I, just know. Made it up. I was going to say it sounded like an original it was good. hit. And it was good. It well, was good. Well, it was kind of... Um, it was good. Meandering. I was going to say, Ian, I've got problems with my... Oh. I've got problems down below right, as well. Right, seriously, I'm going out because I can't. Um, <laughs> i got problems yeah, down it's below. It's not, it's not dirty. I'm not going to say anything dirty, D- but I, I noticed that my veins have got much more swollen in my penis. OK. You know the veins that are further down, not on the end? Yes, I do. Further down. And uh, I think once I went to the doctor and he said it was quite normal if you have sex too much. It can, they can swell or, up. Or masturbate too much. Well, whatever you do, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, yeah, though, the veins down the side of the penis, they mm. can get quite big. They, they, so the more you exercise, the bigger they get, like, like the biceps in, in your arms and things. Yes, the veins on the penis are exactly the same as the biceps on the arms. Uh, listen, I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. If you've been to that see a doctor... That doesn't mean you've got cancer, then. Uh, probably not. If you've no. been to see a doctor and shown it to the doctor and they mm. said it's all cool, mm. then uh, you, then go along I with I the did doctor's advice. Uh, yeah, I did have the And here's the thing, and you raise an interesting point, Nigel, because mm. we, we don't talk about our willies enough. No, we, don't we don't talk about our no. balls enough. Um, and it, it's good that it's good that we're having this conversation. And we're having a little bit of a laugh, of course we are, because yeah. we're British. But it's good that we're having this conversation, because men do worry, is that normal? Is that supposed to... Yeah, Here's the thing, when cool. I was 13, 14, 15, mm. I didn't know what the hell was going on with my penis. And I didn't. The, and the other, the other bits and pieces as well. <laughs> yeah, or the other bits and pieces. Uh, have, have you got a lump? Does it mean I've got um, statistical cancer or something like that? I don't you think know? you've got statistical cancer. No, not me, myself, but, 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 but well. men can worry about that. Of course, oh, no, of course, and if 
if anyone finds a lump mm. down down in their balls mm. or around their their old fella, then yeah, mm. go to a doctor as, as soon as you can and get well, them to I have a look. I always keep an eye on mine, so I'm, I, I, I always check. <laughs> 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 yes, man. It's in the post. There we go. Good lad. Will you keep an eye on your, your yeah. penis? And anyway, that's everyone else. So, um, I wanted to do a song for Mum, because I've been thinking about Mum. There we go. There we go. There's a segue from, from the veins on your penis to a song for your Mum. That's what yeah. life is all about. So, um, I, Very I've Freudian slip. slip. Fire away, then. Well, hang on, because we've got to go to the news in a minute. Oh. So, maybe we could come back after the news and do it? Uh, yeah, without you without messing the song up. Without yeah, messing yeah. the song up, maybe we could do that if that's possible. Yeah, it's only about three minutes. Anyway. That's fine. And but just yeah. just my suggestion would be after last night, just just have it a little bit quieter. Yes, it's, yeah, it was distorting last night. It was I've uncomfortable on the ears. Yeah. It was it was making my ears bleed. Mm, all right, I've got it set up a bit different. Okay, all right. Okay. Then. Catherine's back in the room. Yeah, now all the willy chats over. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Nigel, listen, stay there. We'll come to you. It's Dolly Parton, it's Dolly Parton. Listen to a record that they long. It's Dolly <laughs> OK, that's great. Don't know what happened there. I think Nigel broke. Um, if someone can reboot him during the news, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll have a bit of Nigel, and then when we go... Oh! Is that Ollie the Vile Troll? Good, because I, I want to I speak to him. I need to call him out. Remind me when Ollie comes on. Don't tell him. This would be like a trap. We're gonna, this is going to be a wicked trap. When Ollie comes on... He, he, something he said the last time he was on, and I've been thinking about it. Oh, have you? And I've been thinking mm-hmm. about it, and I'm going to destroy the troll when he comes on. But don't tell him. Shh, it's our secret, right? Because otherwise he'll hang out with a bottle. It's going to destroy him. Got a wicked argument that is going to blow him away, and he will be crying. He's going to cry on the phone. So please, please stop it. Please, please, uh, forgive me. Forgive me. Go, but, but no one tell him. Oh, don't tell him. Don't anyone on Twitter tell him. Please. Thank you very much. This is The Late Night Alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on a second. So I've never heard of this band before. Kippington Lodge. Right? <laughs> I was trying to find some, some Be- Beatles vocals only, and this popped up. Kippington Lodge, right? So I was reading about them. Kippington Lodge became Brinsley Schwartz. 
Now, who was in Brinsley Schwartz? No. Nick Lowe. Ah. Now, Nick Lowe's in Kippington Lodge. And I'm just reading it. And you, 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 I don't know Nick Lowe that well, but I know his voice, right? And in the backing vocals, on the high harmony, you can hear Nick Lowe doing the high harmony. I'm going to shut up, play the rest of the song, keep listening out for Nick Lowe. Now. balls in it than the original. I lo- well, the, the, the original's stunning, though, isn't it? It is beautiful. Oh, but that was a, a lot more uh, it like raunchy. The, it was like the small faces. Mm-hmm. It was like Stevie Marriott doing it. I, did you like that? I yeah. love that. It was, yeah, you're right. It was Tin Soldier. I thought it was great, man. Kippington Lodge. Terrible name for a band. Never heard of them. Brinsley Shorts I've heard of. Uh, never heard of them. Wowzers. Uh, we got Mo. we got George. we got uh, uh, Ollie. Oh, I'm going to destroy it. This is going to be great. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Mo, are we... No, this is... Are you a new Mo? Uh, hello? Hi there. Are, are we spoken before? No, we haven't. OK, this is new Mo. OK. This, this is new Mo. Mo, we're going to come to you in a bit. We promised Nigel top billing in this hour, and this is what you got. Good evening, Nigel. Let's have the song for Mum. Yeah. Uh, wait, put your penis to one side. Oh, no, please. Ian, yes? Can I just ask you something? Have you heard of, did you hear, have you heard of the Red Dragon radio station in Cardiff? Yes, I have, yes. My friend but used to it. It's their heart radio now. It used to be... Yeah, they've the all been taken radio. over. And I think Evan Bauer just bought a load more radio stations, killing the local yeah, vibe. And uh, I, about, I think it was about 10 or 15 years ago, I used to do jingles on there with the keyboard and making jingles up for various people. That's great. And uh, I was on there for a long time. Um, and I, was a re- I had a regular, regular slot I find, every night. I find how your brain works. Genuinely, yeah, well, I find it, it fascinating. It, so, I do. So it's heart radio now, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. All the all oh. the local radio stations have been homogenised. Yeah, yeah, it is heart radio. And Let's hear... Listen, because we've got a lot of calls, Nige. Let's hear yeah. the song for your mum. Here we go, then. Here we right. go. Here we go. It's not Carrot Fergus, is it? No, it sounds very similar. Is it Titanic? Yeah. Is it the song you did, did last night? Tried, yeah.
slower than the original. Uh, I think the time is slowing down when Nigel sings. Far across the distance and spaces between us. We've sold three tickets for Shaftesbury already. That's good. That's, that's not It's bad. almost full now, is it? <laughs> Only another 155 to go. It's not till July. Book up, it's Fringe Festival. It's only eight quid. It's as cheap as shows we're doing this year. Eight quid. Ianlee.com slash event. Just bring it down a little bit. Um, I've been reading, so we're going to go and see Kiss in July. Yeah. And here's the thing, I've been reading something, and when I read it, I was very disappointed, right? But it turns out, but it's also, but then something that another artist we're seeing later in the year also does, right? And I wasn't bothered when I found out, right? So I've been reading, yeah, I've been reading a lot that Kiss have been, been, because Paul Stanley's voice was screwed, died about five years ago, and he's miming to some of the songs. And there's people like, there's this guy on Twitter called Captain Janks who's like, Howard, thinks he's friends with the Howard Stern. He's, he's an idiot and he's a loser. And he's an a-hole. And he's like tweeting, Gene Simmons, everything, I, everything you ever said is a lie. I believed in you. I mean, believe, believe in Gene Simmons. Jeez, I mean, wow. So people are getting really upset. And I got quite upset thinking, that's a con. But then I remembered we'd had the conversation about Cher, who does a lot of lip syncing. Yeah, but the thing and is... And we weren't bothered. No, because Cher will be doing a spectacular, won't she? Oh, Kiss will be doing a spectacular. Oh, it's... They won't be straddling cannons, will they? Oh, oh, hang on a minute. Gene Simmons flies up 100 feet in the air and does a bass solo 100 feet in the All air. Right, fair enough. Paul Stanley flies across... The arena to the other end where he has a little platform and does a little... I was made for loving you, baby, yeah. you were oh, no. made for oh, no, loving no. me. The fake, fake Ace Fraley, Tommy Thayer... Uh, that was great, Excellent. Nigel! Better. That was a lot better, mate. Yes. Yeah, I put the speaker on the the, the, the phone a, a bit yeah. further away from the Perfect. speaker. Perfect. And it was very powerful, very heartfelt. It's a very powerful machine that I've got here. Yeah, well, it? it's your, I, I'm, 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 I'm talking about, about your, your voice. Lungs. Your lungs. Oh, you your voice? Yeah. yeah. Well, All I'm right. only singing half the power I, I've okay. got in my voice. All right, Nigel. Well, listen, we've got to go. We've got to move on, mate. Thanks for calling. Thanks for en- enjoying it. Thanks okay, for thank um, giving us the update on your penis. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll go to Mo next. Tell Mo we'll go to him next. Um, no, oh, no. Fake Ace Fraley, Tommy Thayer, will fire rockets from his gun. Wow. I want to get, like, um, a Tassley T-shirt or something. I'm definitely... A uh, kiss? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Decided. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna, where's Mo gone? Go, come on the, the microphone, um, Sam. No Mo. No Mo. So line dropped off. I phoned back. Sorry, you did what? The line. The line went. So I phoned them back. You, no, you phoned him back a minute ago. Oh, <coughs> Sam, it's finally happened. Yay! There you go. Don't forget to pull it back and wash it. Um, phone back. Woman answered. I said, "Can I speak to Mo?" And then under her breath, I could hear, "Who's Mo?" Oh. And there was a guy in the background. And then the reply was, "He's gone out." Oh, there was no Mo. There was no Mo. He was faking for the show. Then his mum caught him out and told him to go. Mo. I'm going to. Yeah, let's go. Um, what were we saying? Yeah. Well, I'm. Go- I might watch the film. It's a great film. Kiss made. A- Kiss made a very funny movie called Detroit Rock City. And um, did, did, did anyone, anyone else? Um, Ollie, have you seen Detroit Rock City, the Kiss movie? Hello. <laughs> 
Hello, Ollie. Hello. Have you seen Detroit Rock City? The Ki- Kiss are in no. it at the end. They don't star in it. They they kind of produced it. It's very funny. It's like a teen movie about some guy, some kids in 1976 going to see Kiss. There's a great line in it. One of the Kiss fans is is getting beaten. Up, is about to get beaten up in the shop, and the Kiss fan says. Um, I will beat... And he's like, it's him on his own. And he's got a load of bad kids opposite him. He goes, yeah, well, I'll beat you all up. And they say, yeah, you and whose army? Oh. Kiss Army, of course. That's the name of the fans, oh, the fan it? club. Kiss Army. It doesn't got... really work, does it? Kiss very... Army works. not very military, are Oh, they? shut the front door, to are take you? Take that ju- makeup off and cut your hair. No. Well, they thought... The people thought that Kiss were actually devil worshippers. You know what they, people thought Kiss stood for? What the Christians in America thought Kiss stood Something for? Something satanic. Knights in Satan's service. <laughs> yeah, they, and they, they had a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of bad, bad press about that. Um, anyway, Ollie, I'd like to destroy you now, please, if you don't mind. Okay, I've been I've been preparing. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, <laughs> we were talking, weren't we, about the what I thought was the disappointing remake reboot oh. of BG Battle Battlestar Galactica. Okay, can you remind me how that ended, please? Uh, what? You can't, well, you can't just go, oh, I'm better because I remember Battlestar Galactica. Not how the conversation ended, how Battlestar Galactica ended, which it, from now on I'll refer to as BG. Uh, they got on Earth, didn't they? And So they've yeah. got all this futuristic technology, yeah. all these spaceships, yeah. right? On a TV programme, yeah. Yeah, um, on this TV programme, right? And then they, they're trying to find a planet that's safe for them, right? Because yeah. the Cylons are trying to kill them. Of course they are. Yeah. The Cylons have destroyed their own planet, uh-huh. right? And they're jumping all through the universes, all the cosmos. And the, the, the cosmos. And then, then they, they find a planet that's safe, that they can land on, that's got breathable atmosphere and water and food. Right? Oh, did they? I didn't know they that they found someone. They them, don't they? They well, Ollie. They find a planet, yeah. and they land on the planet, don't they? Yeah. Right. And you go, oh, that's good, right? Yeah. And then it, then what happens is it jumps forward like a million years, yeah. to like modern day New York. Yeah. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Right. 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 Is that the argument? Sorry. Is that the argument? Oh, they got a little bit. Got a little bit more, mate. Because. And you like that. You like that ending. You like that part, yeah? I, I cried at the end of Yeah, that of course show. you did. And because it could it could work, couldn't it? They landed a million years ago and then and I then cared. a million years in the future it's New York modern day New York, yeah? You get that, right? Mm, I care more about the characters. Yeah, yeah, but, thought, but that story but that story was that was a believable I've, No, that was that was That was a believable be- shut your face, boy. <laughs> you thought that was a believable ending, right? And I was thinking about this and then boom it hit me. That's exactly I'm so angry with this guy and with you. Wait, I've not even got involved. Because you're a scumbag. That is exactly my theory about us coming from Mars. Oh, but hang on a minute. If we... Oh, my name's Ollie and I'm I'm Catherine. And I've got got one voice. If I... Oh, I'm Catherine and I'm Ollie. And your argument about people coming from Mars doesn't actually hold water. You go, yeah, no, let me do this. Because, um... Because, like, all the technology. Why have we not got the technology? Yeah, she's right, actually, Ian. Uh, We don't have the technology. If they come from Mars, we don't have the technology. Oh, oh, but but hang on. In your favourite... And you've said this is your favourite TV programme. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I can make it. I can edit it. I've got a tape of it. In your favourite TV programme, they landed on Earth with all of this tech. Be quiet. With all this tech a million years ago, and then it jumps forward a million years to modern day New York. So they they lost all the tech. They had to start again. I can't. That is what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying happened here. So Ollie, 
Ollie? Yeah? So, apologise to me. No. You're a scumbag and a troll. Because i got a new argument. OK, but hang on a minute. Admit oh. that my argument, admit that my argument now holds a little bit more water because it ties in with BG. Because the TV programme did it. Do you believe in Lost when Jack puts a big call? Don't mention no. Lost. Evil. Don't bring Lost into this. Man. No, because <laughs> Lost was Lost was fantasy. Um, uh, BG was was science fiction. A big difference, buddy. Big difference. Big, big, big difference. The size of cow difference. Do you believe they're putting spies on an island and that is guarded by a big bubble? What you took? What, what, what program is that? That's um, Prisoner. You're an idiot. Do you believe that's that's, that's fantasy? That there's Jedi. No, you you like you like BG. Excuse me, you liked BG because you thought it was believable and you thought the ending was great. The ending oh. is exactly follows exactly my theory of how humans came to live and exist on this earth. That we lived on Mars and there was either a big war, uh, a big war, maybe the maybe the robot um, the robot army that Roger Roger Daltrey Daltrey's prophecy is come came true a million years ago. Maybe there was a, a, a I don't know there was some kind of. Um, uh, natural disaster, but we came to Earth, and the technology somehow, whatever reason, I don't know the reason, Ollie. I don't know the reason. I can't tap into the the, the DNA that would reveal it. I don't know. But what? we lost the technology, buddy. We lost why, it. Why do you never let me speak and do my argument? Because I'm trying. I'm trying to stop you embarrassing yourself, mate. You can trace human DNA back to the beginning of life. So how would you what does get that, what does that mean? That sentence doesn't even make sense. Go on, carry on. Go so on. I'm like, here's, here's an article. First human ancestor looked like a squirrel. Oh, what? A squirrel. You said a squirrel. A squirrel. Where's, where, where, where's your evidence, Ollie? That was from... that. You can just type in Google. I'm There's not going to. dot net. Oh, jeez, this guy's a joke. OK, that's the first evidence. How, how have they... How have they... So they took some DNA from someone, maybe a, maybe, a, maybe a, a, a sex criminal or something. They do that. <laughs> they do experiments on paedophiles. We know that. that. That's why Rolf Harris... That's why Rolf Harris was in that school playground. That, do you hear about that? Yeah. Rolf Harris in a school playground! Apparently there was an artist in there and he got drawn in by the art. Rolf Harris went into a school playground because he wanted to get wood. Now, that sentence to me does not sound right! <laughs> but, um... Go on, but how, right, here's the thing, right? So your, your, your phony scientists have found that it, it goes back to a squirrel? Are you nuts? That is the first mammal that they can find. When they went... Thank you, Steve. When, Ian, when they reached Earth in the last episode of BG, they had to ditch all their tech. Oh, thank you. Oh, so the Cylons couldn't find them, right? So I that's it. good now. We had to come to Earth... To, and we had to ditch the story all of our tech. Sense, does it? We had, I thought the silence would It's now. your favourite programme, mate. You loved it. You said it was your favourite number one programme. You watch it every day on DVD. I said I cried. That's, uh, that's all I said. You cried I because said... you knew that what, what that made my story seem true. No, because then where's the Martian DNA come from? You can trace all DNA back, yourself, eh, mate? back to single-cell life forms. Therefore... <laughs> You're a fanny. <laughs> Martian DNA from... You're a fanny. George Galloway's not impressed with this argument, Ollie. The only way you could do it is if Martians came before any life came. No, that's the wrong answer! That's why they think that asteroids could carry single-sided life forms. You're just saying words now and hoping some of them stick. You've embarrassed yourself, Ollie. Say goodbye to the boys and girls. I just wanted to call... Unbelievable. That guy's a joke. Still Richard Hatch, eh? Sorry? Apollo. What are you talking about? Apollo. What? 
Battlestar Galactica. No, we're talking about the remake. No, I don't recognise that. OK, this is Talk Radio. It's the Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Are you aware of antinatalism? Are you aware of it? Tell me. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. And I totally get it. Totally, totally get it. Uh, it's a movement. Is this to stop people having kids because it's irresponsible? Raphael Samuel, a 27-year-old antinatalist from Mumbai, 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 mm-hmm. believes it was wrong for his mother and father to create him oh, yeah. without his consent. consent. Boom. I agree. Having, having kids is the most selfish thing you can do. It's selfish. You have kids because you want to have kids. Well, what if you've got excellent DNA? It's only fair to share it, isn't it? It's selfish. It's selfish to share it. It's selfish. Having kids is selfish. There's no other way. Did you? I don't know. I don't, I'm not necessarily prying, but but um, me and my wife, we we kind of had the conversation before we got married. Do you want to have kids? Because I I wouldn't mind having kids. It's not a deal breaker. But yeah. we wanted to have kids, and then there came a point where we said, "Well, I, I think we're ready to have mm-hmm. kids." Yeah. And we and when we wanted. Kids, selfish. My husband was very disappointed that we didn't have to try more than once. <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't. First go. He th- yeah, he thought that it was going to be a you know a, a lengthy project. It wasn't. Um, but yeah, we discussed it, and I think I was more bothered than he was. I also remember, and this is the weird thing because I totally haven't got that now. Obviously, it passes. But I remember a surge of really, really wanting a baby. I remember mm. holding my friend's baby, and my whole. All my insides were kind of just like clawing, you know, it was almost as if I, I just really, really longed for this baby. Yeah. But then when we'd had our second, I knew that I was done. Raphael Samuel, 27-year-old anti-natal, anti-natalist from Mumbai. Mumbai believes it was wrong for his mother and father to create him. So it's one of these these facts, these question answers. things. Name, Raphael Samuel, age 27, appearance, alive and regretting it. Why? Because he didn't ask to be born. Oh. Neither did I, as it happens. No, but you probably aren't planning to sue your parents for giving birth to you. Um, antinatalism is a system of belief that holds that it is morally wrong for people to procreate, and a vast amount of human misery could be avoided by <laughs> people simply not existing in the first place. A vast amount of human misery could be avoided by people simply not existing in the first place? Surely all human misery yeah. would be... And uh, all relegated. human happiness. It is a growing movement with adherents across the globe. See if you can find, like, an antinatalist group. Antinatalism has a long and respected pedigree. Forms of it crop up in Buddhism and Christianity. And more than one philosopher has argued that the optimal outcome for humanity is extinction. Um, I love my parents, he writes on Facebook, and we have a great relationship. But they had me for their joy... Yep. And their pleasure. And if you're the Boom. second, often they have you for the first kid. Yeah. They had me for their joy and their pleasure. He is absolutely spot on. Uh, we all screamed that at our parents at some point, though, didn't we? I didn't ask to be born. Um, I never like, hired a legal team. He continues, isn't forcing a child... Oh, God, this is great. He says, isn't forcing a child into this world and then forcing it to have a career, kidnapping... And slavery. That is delicious. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No one's forced to have a career. You've got to get a job. You've got, you've got to career, work. Not a career, though, is it? No, you've got to work. All right, career is the wrong word. He's, he's Indian. Some people haven't got jobs. Probably not his first language. You've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to do... You've got to go to school. That's slavery. This guy's great. This guy's cleverer than us. Let's see if we can get him on. Thank Raphael God he was Samuel. born. Thank God he was born. I thank his parents. Uh, he won't. Get, 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 get someone on. 
I'm trying to find antinatalism. There's a part antinatalism party UK, oh. but uh, they also seem to be anti-contact details. He says the only reason your children are facing problems is because you had them. Oh my god! This guy is brilliant. Uh, Let me get Raphael Samuels on the show. Really? Um, Sounds like a pain in the ass. Dear mum and dad, everything I am and everything I will ever be is thanks to you. See you in court. Wow. <laughs> See you in court. That is great, man. That is great. I'm in. I am in. Good evening, CJ. Hello. Uh, the, the Mars conversation really got my imagination going. Well, don't don't let it. Get, don't, imagination can be a very dangerous thing <laughs> in the wrong hands. But uh, well, it's interesting because I wrote a book about Mars, and that's why I'm so fascinated by the planet. And I just boom. Well, everywhere. you know, my, you know my theory on, on Mars. But I've got some validation for your theory. Actually. Of course, you have because it's a great theory. Go on. Uh, a million years ago, yeah. give or take, Mars could sustain an atmosphere. Yeah, of course it could. It I could know. Have water. Yeah. But the magnetic field of the planet diminished. Yep, it did. And it became what it is now. Hmm? Now, back in your theory, to what hang, on, hang on a minute, Catherine's just making um, the masturbation gesture. Oh, God. <laughs> she, she, I mean, that's what mouthing, this, this conversation is. It's verbal, Catherine just self-pleasuring. For those who missed it, you might have heard it on DAB, rewind the tape. Catherine just went... And then did a masturbation <laughs> gesture, CJ. I apologise. Because both of you are doing it. He's, this is, but the thing is, what he's saying is fact. Oh, he, what he's saying is titillating you. No, it's fact. No, Mars... <laughs> it's no, it's, Catherine, you can't even argue. It's like two plus two is four. It's a fact that Mars could sustain life and then something went wrong with the magnetic okay. field. Oh, all right. It's a fact. It's, it's, it's not even... It's not even, it's not even a theory. It's actually a fact. So, um... Uh, I apologise on her behalf. Off you go, then. Yeah, off. Continue, please, CJ. Thank you. Don't do that again. That's rude. No, you, you said what happened to all the technology. That's, that's, that's one of the things, yeah. Oh, I, I, maybe so they had to destroy it so that the the um, Ro- Roger Daltrey's prophecy couldn't come true. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Yeah. I don't know that. Okay. But I was thinking, it's been a million years since we came to Earth from Mars, OK? Yeah. Thereabouts, thereabouts, yeah. We've had a super volcano. We've had uh, massive solar chronal mass ejection, and we've had a, an asteroid in... Sorry, what now? What was that? So, in all that time... Yeah, we've had a lot of natural disasters natural. that could No, what have was destroyed... that? Chrono massy what? Ejaculation? <laughs> no! Um, it's uh, like a super solar flare, which right. basically, if it hits the Earth, it fries everything. Weren't super solar flare, weren't they the band that the cast, members of cast were in before they became cast? Isn't that Super uh, Solar Flare? No idea. Okay, all right. Maybe I've got that wrong. I could have. No I'd pair of them. Go on. Anyway, fascinating. Crack on. And, it, and if, if that Super super Solar Flare hit the Earth, yes. all the technology would have been gone. Yep. EMP, wiped yeah, no, it all out. It, well, this is the thing, right? Because Kath says, oh, all right, well, if, if, right, if we came down with all these computers, why, why haven't we still got the technology? Because... It was a million years ago, right? It's like my my argument, CJ. We've still got wheels. My argument is, (laughs) if you give a kid if you give a kid a floppy disk, right, and say, "Could you get all the data off that for me?" Yeah, what is that? If you give a kid a fishing net, they'll catch some fish. Don't. don't. (laughs) They would have kept the basic stuff. Here's the thing, clever, clever. I was going to say, missing out your name because it's irrelevant in this. Wow, you're not as clever as you actually think you are. Okay, CJ is, is is a wise man. Um, I know stuff, and you're just embarrassing yourself here. All right, I can live with it. Okay, well, you should buck up On your... this planet. 
in reality with science. Shouldn't have brought your genes with us when, when the well, clever genes... Get Mikhail here for this. Go on. Step in and just sort you two out. Um, I, I think it's... Listen, I, I, genuinely, this isn't even me doing a thing now. I believe we come from Mars. There is validation to it. Yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah, all right. Thank you, CJ. I really appreciate the support, brother. There you go. That's legit. Right, Everyone, everyone set, uh, set straight there. Good evening, Paul. Hot damn. I believe you're talking about Mars right here and now. What's going on there? Tell me. I'd like to hear about that. Go on, what's, ha- what's happened there? I missed that conversation. <laughs> Paul, please don't rerun the fun. <laughs> Please don't. How are you guys? Are you all right? I don't know. It's the next James Bond, Paul Innocent. <laughs> well, it's always wonderful to talk to you, mate. But uh, how did you get on with your, um, your, your, um, yeah. what's it, uh, your, yeah, your camera thing? Yeah. Something like on camera, didn't you? I how filmed, I filmed a couple of little, little pieces. You didn't film it. Uh, well, no, the tripod filmed it. You filmed one that you messed up. I filmed a couple of little pieces for my, my potential new agent, and let's just say they came back with some feedback, some great constructive criticism. Some notes. I've got, I've got a new agent. I've got an acting agent, Paul. I'm going to be on Spotlight well soon. Done. I'm going to be on Spotlight, very, very on spotlight soon when we work out where the 150 quid's gone that we paid them. Um, and then I just sit back, and I'm just going to wait for the acting roles to come in. You could see me on um, Coronazione Street. Uh, not, I'm not going to say Coronazzi because it makes it sound like full of Nazis. Coronation, Coronation Street. Coronation Street. Coronation Street for real. Reads a fair cloth. love. I'll have a, hey, I'll have a bag right, of penicillins, please, love. And uh, amazing, really, isn't it? Really? Have you seen it's the price of these fags? Have you seen the? Uh, I'm Alec Gilroy's uh, younger brother. Hi, that's Alec right. Gilroy, it's been years since I've heard from Gallic Aye. Gilroy. Yes. Well, Alec's dead now, unfortunately. Sorry, I'm his younger John, brother, and I've come to. Uh, I've come to. Uh, Get get his inheritance and uh, actually take over the Rovers' return. Actually, it's not bad, John Shuttleworth. That was burgeoning on Paul McCartney then. Actually, I would like to make love to the ghost of Bet Lynch. Actually, oh God, is Bet Lynch dead? Um, Judy Goodyear. No, she's still around, but the character died, didn't she? Yes. No, she never did. She 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 died. Actually, what of Uh, boobs? Yeah. Leopard skin. Character, Murdered character by leopard died. skin. Judy Goodyear, the actress, is still here. She was chased through through uh, the Rovers' return. She was chased through Coronation Street um, by a pack of leopards who wanted their skin. Yeah, out. well, they're, they're all from Manchester, aren't they? Towards that way, really, aren't they? Aye, uh, aye, you know, that nasal quality, really, isn't it? Really? I beg your pardon. I'm Billy Connolly, I big slipper, I big slipper playing the banjo. Got a big like slipper. You sound Scottish now. You sound like you're Scottish. I know, now. I'm what doing, I'm Billy Connolly and I'm playing the big, I'm playing the uh, big slipper banjo. Hey, Billy, Billy Connolly's funny. I want to spend an evening with you, Paul. I want to spend an evening with you just I doing voices. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't do it off air. <laughs> Let's do it now. Let's just spend the rest of the evening doing voices. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. What the hell are you doing? I'm here doing the voices. You're doing the voices. This could be something very, very special for the ladies and gentlemen of the whole thing. You know what I mean? I don't understand what this guy's saying. What is this guy, Scouser? What you are trying to talk to me is going to be. Uh-uh. Hang on, I don't know hang on, whose voice are you doing there? What's he doing there? Why is it? Can, I don't know. We, can we do that? Out. Is it? Is I it? Think that's an African, isn't it? Mm. That's not an African voice. Uh, well, if you're doing, do you know what? If you're doing one, no, I'm doing one. Hello. You can do that. Go on. I do. I speak English. So why don't you do? You, go on. Go on. An African. Well, you haven't heard he's an African. It's quite offensive. I'm. I'm from South no, Africa, right, my friend. Any problems. I'm. I'm. I'm from. I'm from South Africa, my friend, and I want to have a go on the slide, my lady. I want to go on the slide. Uh, what? That's it. What? Johannesburg. It's what? amazing. Uh, let me do my Irish accent. 
What colour was he? What colour was he? That's a great Liam Neeson. But I can only do Liam Neeson at his most well, racist. That's a Northern Irish accent. Well, Northern Ireland from the Eiffel Tower. I always find if you're doing Northern Irish, you got to say things like possibility. That's a possibility well, that I may be, I may be coming to Northern Ireland with my car. What colour was he? Northern Irish accent, is it not? Possibility. Possibility. It's not. No, and it was funny. Billy Connolly back again for Scotland with his banjo player. I was on the stage the other day. I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't take it. My legs went into rubber and I'm playing the banjo in my big slipper. <laughs> and I farted <laughs> at the sem- <laughs> I farted at the crematorium. Oh, all right, now you're going back to I Manchester. Fart- oh, big sign saying crematorium and I farted. <laughs> at my granny's funeral, I farted loud in a loud fart at my granny's funeral. I I couldn't believe it. I was at my granny's funeral and I shit my pants. You shit your pants? Thank you, Hidden Now. that night? I can't even This is funny, man. Paul's, Paul, is, Paul is great. I'm great. This is great. This is great radio. We were doing a tour around the United Kingdom. It's amazing. It's always wonderful talking with you. Um, yeah, I'm glad you've got feedback. I can do an impression of you. I can. Kath can do a really good impression of you. Do you want to oh, hear no, it? No, don't. Don't make me do mine. Kath, do it. Kath can do oh, a great... Go for it. Let me hear it, darling. Hello. I'm Paul Innocent. So good to hear from you. No, I'm Paul Innocent. <laughs> no, no, I'm Paul Innocent. What are you talking about? It's me. Ah, 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 ah. Good tango. <laughs> It's amazing. It's very, very good. That's been very good. I'm Paul Innocent. Surprisingly good. That's why. I'm the next James Bond. <laughs> well, I'm flabbergasted here. I can honestly say it. That's what I've quite done as well as what you thought Catherine did it there. I'm, we can I'm do. shocked. You're pleasantly surprised. You inspire us, Paul. You're, you're my <laughs> well, inspiration. It's always nice to be that way. And it's inspiring talking to someone of your ilk as well, Ian. Thank it you. always is. Thank it's you. Just, just you, Ian. All right, Paul. Listen, nice to talk to you, buddy. Thank you for being such a good sport. I appreciate it. Uh, Lawrence, stay there. Come to you in a bit. Let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening. Good evening. It's been very interesting. How selfish do you think our Heavenly Father must be? Uh, what, to have all of us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it must really is, if, if he existed. Yeah, well, I suppose our Heavenly Father does exist. So you suppose has, I don't. has to be very selfish. But you also suppose that your, your home is haunted, so... Oh! Yes! Right, OK, so this is the thing, right? So... The other day, I was sat in the living room with my boys, and then we heard a clatter in the kitchen. And we went out in the kitchen, and on the oh. floor was an oval-shaped um, thing. That just it, it, it hadn't fallen off anything. It couldn't hadn't come from this. It just fell on and, the floor. And the creepiest thing about it, it's a pair of eyes. Yeah, right. I've got it. I brought it. I brought it in. This this is freaky, right? This is what f- from nowhere it fell from another dimension, another time. I don't know. That's what fell on the floor. Oh my! Isn't it? Describe it, please, Catherine. It's freaky, freaky. It's. Are you sure your boys didn't do this? No, they didn't do it. And look how filthy it is. It, I've, I've taken some of the dust off. It's it. filthy. It's um, it's kind of a, a hand painted. I would suggest by a child. Yeah, we got probably a dead child from the Victorian era. No, not Victorian. I wouldn't date it to that. I mean, I, I, I'm no antiques roadshow. No, but this looks like the sort of um, treasure my kids bring home from school. So it's and it is very dusty. Oh. Um, so it's an egg-shaped uh, piece of plastic. Maybe that resin stuff. 
yeah, don't, that don't break it. And um, it's been painted green, yeah. and it's got like a, a rudimentary clown's face yeah, drawn yeah. on it. And that appeared, that fell onto the ground, loud enough to make a very big noise. It fell. It came from. It hadn't been on the. There was nothing around it. It was the fridge was about. Two foot away, but that it had not been on the fridge. It couldn't have been under the fridge and suddenly flown out. It, it, it was nothing on the ceiling. It fell on the floor. That is freaky. Huh? It's just the beginning. It, oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. It's terrifying. It's probably from a dead Victorian child. No, there's nothing to be terrified about. It's Stuff it, appearing it, it, in my house that I don't know about. It, it's just the spirit world is going to play a game with you, Ian. And, I want and, to play and, a game. And, and you're going to become aware that there is something out there and and, and, uh, and it will change your life. It's, uh, maybe, maybe. It, it's, uh, the one thing we agree about is the Mars thing. It's, it's, yeah. it, it's, Mars was what the Bible calls Egypt. And, and, okay. And, and, Here we go. And this Earth is Israel and... and, and there were people here before, before uh, the exodus from Egypt, and and okay. uh, and those that came from Egypt were meant to kill everyone in Israel, but they didn't. Well, I don't think. Well, this is why we now we now we go in different directions because I don't think that we came from Mars to kill people on Earth. I don't think there were people on Earth. I mean, there were yes, probably like, rabbits acor- and stuff. According to the Bible. Ah, well, the, come the, on, dude. The Bible. I mean, it's it's an, it's, it's a nice book, but it, it doesn't half go on a bit. No. No, you, you. Yeah. Forty-two years ago, Ian, I. I What's went, it the anniversary I, going wrong today? No, come on. I was taken through five months of very mystical experiences. Yes. Went through several exorcisms towards the end of it. Okay. It, it was all, all, all pretty dramatic, but I was made to suppose that a friend of mine who'd passed away a few years earlier was guiding me to read the Bible from beginning to end. And then, then there were dark forces were trying to stop him, him from okay. explaining what the Bible was. But that's just mental saying. health and or drugs. Sorry? That's just mental health and or drugs. There was no drugs involved. Well, then it's mental health and you had a breakdown or something. No, that's a really silly thing to say. Well, hang on a minute. You're too... Hang on a minute. I, I'm, being, I'm being silly for trying to put a scientific medical explanation on the bollocks that you're spouting? No. I mean, I'm the silly one here. Come on! The last voice I heard in my head was January the 7th, 1977. Why have there not been any voices in my head since then? Well, maybe, well, maybe you got better. Uh, it's such a silly thing to say. What, to say well, hang on, say, say, suggesting that you... Here's the, here's the thing, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing why what you're saying is dangerous. Because there was a story in the paper the other day of a kid that died, right? A kid that died from an African family because they did an exorcism on him because he heard voices in his head. They had him tied to a chair for days, they didn't feed him, they didn't give him water, his, his breathing was constricted, and he died because they thought that he was possessed by the devil. He wasn't. He was. He was schizophrenic, or what? He was whatever. Whatever no, he was. No, he, 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 he was possessed. Oh, I mean, that's, I, George, I mean, George, that's, George, shut up for a second, because what you've just said is offensive and is dangerous. That kid died. A kid died because his dumb family wouldn't take him to a doctor, right? And you have got the gall to sit there and say, "Oh no, no, he was possessed." What utter, utter. 
dangerous crap. Back in the... Crap. You're speaking crap and it's dangerous. Why don't you listen, Ian? Because you've just said a kid that died was possessed when he was mentally ill and his family killed him. So it's a shame on you. What a ridiculous, horrible thing to say. No, he was possessed. I repeat it. Goodbye, George. Goodbye, George. Goodbye, George. What a ridiculously obscene thing to say. The kid died. It was in the paper yesterday or the day before. Maybe Monday. And this happens a lot with African families, right? Um, I don't know which, if there is a specific nation in Africa that perhaps is drawn to it more, because Africa, as we all know, is a, is a whole continent. It's all, you know, it's all made up of different countries and things. I don't know if there is a specific country. Um, so I apologise for being as vague as to say Africa. But it, it happened. A kid died. And kids die because there are Africans living in this country, right, who've got, who've got medicine, you know, and, and they've got... They've got everything, the, the good and the bad things that we in Britain have to offer. And they still think if their kid is hearing voices, they're possessed by devils. And they do an exorcism on them. And this kid died. He was strapped to a chair. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't eat. And he died. He was mentally ill, right? They'd taken him to a doctor. Who knows what they would have found? Who knows what treatment they could have given him to, to get rid of the, the, the demon. So, so, George, for Christ's sakes, man, don't come on and say that he was possessed. What a ridiculous, dumb, insensitive, rude, dangerous thing to say. Mm. Lawrence, stay there. Come to you in a minute. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. 03444991000. Very uh, guy-heavy tonight. How many women have we had? Two? One? Carrie, we had. Do we have Michelle? Or am mm. I dreaming? No, just the one, just the one. Michelle was yesterday. Oh, yeah, just the one. It's been very guy-heavy recently. I get it. You know, men are the ones that are dumb enough to phone in a radio show. Women are far more intelligent, but, 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 always happy to, uh, to, to, to you know, change things around. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Good evening, Lawrence. Hello. Hello, Lawrence. Thank you, um very passionately summed up my feelings about that last call. Um, I don't know what he was talking about, really, but um, I'm not sure if um, he's very well himself. There we are. I uh, might have a song for you, actually. Okay, it's lovely. Thank you. Some of the uh, last hour or so of the show. Yeah. It's called uh, The Ghost of Stephen Foster. The Ghost of Stephen Foster? By the Squirrel Nuts of us. Okay. Hang on a second. Okay. Uh, well, hang on a second. Let's let's just dive straight in there. Let's let's do this. Yes. Yeah. three million views. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it so far. That's, that's Ken doing the belly dance. Is it? There we go. There we go. That's a drop. The beat's about to drop. Pick up in a minute, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come about. Now. 
Oh, here we go. I like this. I don't want to hear any more. We're going to play. We're, we're going to come back after the news at twelve. We're going to play the squirrel nut zippers and the ghost of Stephen Foster. On your head, be it, young man. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Anything else? No, no. I just just said I'm listening and um, keep up the great work. Thank you very much indeed, Lance. And that was a great call. We'll play that at midnight and we'll see how we go. Um, let's go to Joe. Hey, Joe. Hello. Hello. Is that Joe? Yeah, Esma, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks, Joe. What you got for us? Um, I've been... I'm just trying to say how you're doing, really. I've been a little bit concerned about you. You've been saying you're not, not doing very well. Mm. Um, I, don't know what that, I don't know what that is, but um, I'm in recovery as well. I'm just coming up to uh, two years sober. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. But I've just... Uh, in the last... I've been listening to you for about a year. Yeah. Uh, six months on and off. And I just heard you joking about you going out for drinky poos with some friends and stuff like that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm not going out for drinky um, poos. Yeah, and just just little things like that. It make, makes you think. Well, listen, you're hey, a good you're you're a good man. Okay, I'm not in a great spot at the moment, but that's that's kind of my thing. Uh, yeah, in, in terms yeah. of my recovery from drugs and alcohol, I was 13 years. I got to 13 years clean, mm-hmm. and then. Towards the end of 2017, I'm going to be honest, I fell off the wagon and I had I had three months of shoveling all kinds of crap up my nose. No, um, yeah, no, it was, it was terrible. I had, I had three months of, of, of relapse and it was it was horrendous. And um, being unable to stop and lying to my friends and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, now I'm um, just over 10 months clean again. Well done. So, and I'm, well done. I'm doing the meetings and I'm going to a few other fellowships to deal with a few other issues, you know, of behaviour that is, 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 is damaging to um, not only myself, but to good people around me. And um, I'm trying to turn things around a bit, you know, and, and stop yeah. hurting people and stop hurting myself and, and be a better father to my kids. I've heard you talk about that as well in the last the last couple of nights you've been talking about. It seems like you're, you're putting yourself down a little bit or you're being a bit hard on yourself. No, I think, you... I'm be- I, think I'm being, I think I'm being honest, but, um, you know, without going into too much of the D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, right, you know, maybe right. I am. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I... I, I um, I don't know. I stood on a bridge a couple of weeks ago, wanting to jump off. That's not a great. That's not a great position to be in, you know. So something's not quite firing right. Yeah, but you know, you know as well as I do that things change. Nothing stays the same. You'll, you know, yeah. you you you're in, you're in good form a year or two ago. You've, everything was great, or yeah. and now it's not. Yeah. And then in the future, it'll be better. You know, you know yourself. That's, yeah, that's how it works. But um, I was just uh, just a little bit concerned anyway, and I just I've been thinking about it the last couple of days. Well, you're a good man, Joe, and your thoughts are appreciated. You're not a journalist, are you? <laughs> no, do, you no, remember, no. do you remember Catherine when we had um, uh, we had a, a, a thing after the jungle of like people phoning up who were so obviously journalists? Yeah. Like there was one woman who pretend who, who said that, oh, Ian, I'm I'm an alcoholic, and what what was it like? What's it like for you at the moment? Have you come off the wagon, Ian? Are you, what, have you did, have you been drinking again recently? What is it? What does it feel like? And, and I go, and, and how are you spelling that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was a bit of that, and here's the thing: I say the stuff on the radio show that I'm comfortable saying, and I keep a lot of it back. But the radio, you know, I'm, uh, the radio show is a very controlled environment. But then, if it gets put in the papers and stuff, maybe I shouldn't say it. But then that that is hurtful. You know, my family read read stuff like that. You know, uh, it, and, and I just have to accept that after the jungle, I became a, sl- a, 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 a commodity. Uh, you know, and people listen. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, I'm not. I'm not great, Joe. 
Um, but I'm reconnecting with, um, I've got two sponsors in different fellowships. I'm doing my, I'm, I'm sitting down with pen and paper again for the first time in a long time. And, um, steps again. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, I'm just finishing step two in NA and I'm doing, I'm just about to start step one in another fellowship. And then, uh, you know, once I've kind of b- b- pulled myself up out of the dirt a little bit, I can start looking at, you know, making indirect and direct amends and yeah, I don't yeah. know, sorting Sorting shit out because I've, I've, you know, I've made a mess of stuff, man. And there's no, there's no massive rush to do that. Just be a bit, just don't be so hard on yourself. Just let it, it'll all, it'll all be all right in the end. Anyway, that's. Thank you, mate. That's just, uh, you know, it will. You're a good man, Joe. Uh, Thank you, brother. I appreciate all that. All the best. Take no care. No worries. Bye bye. Nice best. guy. A nice guy. Um, I've probably said too much now already. I so, you know, stuff's a mess. And I made things a mess, and I need to. I need. I don't know. Have I said too much? No, you're right. Okay, fine. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm sorry. For, you know, I'm sorry. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Two hours have uh, flown by. Who'd have thought? And for the first time this evening, the switchboard is empty. Um, so now will be a great time to give us a call if you want to. We still haven't found out how the Gary Shandling theme goes we may never know no we still haven't found out and so someone's got to give us a call uh we've talked about um Daltrey's prophecy we've talked about dirty penises we have talked uh what else have we t- have we talked uh, what have we filled two hours with antinatalism yes um possession versus mental illness yeah i think we know which one won that yeah uh, oh, crazy yeah. accents <laughs> And no mo. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You will be very, very welcome. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. You can listen to us every single weeknight from ten o'clock only on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Into his eyes. Rooms were made for carpets, towels. 
towers made for spires. Ships were made for cannonade to fire off from inside them. Ladies never sang all oh, the do No, no, no. Camptown ladies never sang all oh, the do No, no. Paradise. This is what I told him as I gazed into his eyes. Ships were made for sinking, whiskey made for drinking. If we were made of cellophane, we'd all get stinking drunk much faster. <laughs> Camptown ladies never sang all the do not say. No, no, no. Camptown ladies never sang all the do not Hang on, I wasn't listening. Is this song awful? I think it might have started out promising. Let's, 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 let's go a bit more. See, this bit's good. This bit I like. It's when um, all, all the singing, the droney singing comes in. I like this vibe. It reminds me of the, um, who's the Russian, the Russian band with the big quiffs, and they've made a film, and, um, who's the Russian band with the big quiffs? You know the Russian band with the big quiffs. Um, no, don't Google it, because your brain's going to, to turn into fudge. Um, they're in a film called, the, 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 go to America, the, 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 the. The 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 the, the ballot not the balalaika boys the oh yeah you know the ones they do um, happy together with the Russian um, army choir the um, I'm seeing they've got big quiffs very funny film um, it'll come oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand we have a guest who tell us who tell us about who we we have here and what we were just talking well you about. know you were talking about antinatalism yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was it uh, was philosophy. Uh, actually, it's becoming a lawsuit in in, in one particular case. Yeah. Um, and we've got Amanda Sukunik. Um, well, let's go to uh, Amanda, who's I think is in. Are you in Chicago, Amanda? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Hey, Thank very, you so much for having me. Hey, very well. Hey. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I know Catherine reached out to you about fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes and ago. And amazingly, you yeah. were obviously on Twitter. I was. Yes, I run the uh, the Twitter page uh, Antenatal News, and I. Somewhat daily, uh, uh, to present the uh, the daily news of antinatalism. Get off Twitter. Go out and breathe in the, the natural air and read a book. <laughs> get off Twitter, Amanda. No, but I'm glad she wasn't in this case because we needed her. Amanda, listen. There, there was a, a thing in Hi. thing in the papers a couple of days ago. This, this gentleman, who I think yeah. you know, Raphael Samuel. I do. Um, antinatalist. I'd, I'd never heard of the movement, and I'm reading. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a slightly tongue in cheek piece, but I'm reading it. Yeah. Um, and it says here, um, I love my parents. This is a quote from him. I love my parents and we have a great relationship, but they had me for their joy and their own pleasure. 
Um, and uh, he, he's, it says here, I don't know how true this is, he's suing his parents for having it. And I'm reading this thinking, I can't really argue with anything that he's saying. We, I've got two kids, and I, mm-hmm. I, I, me and my wife had those, my ex-wife had those kids because we wanted mm-hmm. those kids. We had them because right. we wanted them. It was a very selfish act. So tell, give us a bit of the background, Amanda. What is antinatalism, and how did you get involved, first of all? Sure, absolutely. So antinatalism is an ethical position uh, that's really been around for centuries, um, although the word itself, antinatalism or antinatalist, is very recent, Right. Um, it, it, at least insofar as it's been applied to a philosophical position. And that was, um, you know, I, around 2006 or so, initiated by the philosopher uh, David Benatar or the um, also the Belgian uh, writer Théophile de Guerreau. Uh, and um, it's essentially a, a, an ethical position that states that it is unethical to procreate um, because suffering is inevitable and there's no reason uh, really to bring new life forms um, onto the planet. And this can extend not simply to human life, but also to uh, animal life, all of nature, anything that is sentient and can feel pain. Wow. That um, there essentially no, there's no reason really to mm. um, keep the same narratives going <laughs> that we've you know, we've sort of we sort of know how life plays out. We know what happens. We know it's not great, and it's painful, and it's, it's not a great it's, story. There's some right. bits, little bits of joy, but there's a lot of tears, a lot of pain. Absolutely. You lose people, yeah. and then you die. I mean, it's not a great story, yeah. is it? It's not. No, it isn't. It isn't. And there are lovely things along the way. I, there's many, many things in life that I uh, adore and spend, you know, much of my time, you know, mulling over and enjoying and obsessing. Um, but the but the reality of the price of that yeah. um, has has always just, you know, seemed to me to be quite a bit too high. So I came into all of this in uh, 2010, 2011, uh, because I discovered the videos of the uh, YouTube-based philosopher in Mendham. Um, and then from there, um, you know, I just became more sort of enmeshed in the antinatalist community well, on the Internet. Well, you say um, the, co- they say the community. How, how big is the yeah. community? And, and is, it, is, there, right. um, is there kind of one antinatalist group or are there lots of little free, you know splinter groups that have slightly different takes on it what what does it look like oh absolutely yeah you know it's 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 a bit hard to paint a picture of at times too and it's developed so much in the last 10 years um you know i would say before 2010 2011 2006 to be fair i mean there have certainly been groups like the voluntary human extinction movement. There's the child free movement. Now they weren't necessarily applying the word antinatalism to their philosophies and their movements, uh, and they believe very different things. Like for instance, vehement the voluntary human extinction movement believes that humans should go extinct, but that the animals should be free to roam the earth and okay. you know propagate for all time. Um, the child free movement really isn't a philosophical movement. It's more about you know sort of investing in your own life. There's a lot of good stuff to it, but it's not a philosophical movement. Um, and then some antinatalists believe it is only human beings that should cease to procreate and go extinct. And then sort of the more ethilistic, um, ethilism perspective is that all life should go extinct. Because if you, because um, humans could, you know, make the, dis- make the s- decision not to have kids, but animals, animals yeah, procreate. We, we, you, it would get very tricky, wouldn't it? You'd have to go around neutering yeah. all the, the animals. That, that Although would... I've heard this thing about rabbits. They can have, they can have embryos, but if the situation becomes um, dangerous, they kind of absorb them in the womb. Oh, 
So it isn't... Oh, wow, I don't know about that. I, oh, here we go. Hey, I may have dreamt it. Let me double-check it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it happened. That's a crazy, crazy dream. So, OK, so you can't, what you, you, you started in 2010 just going online and finding a few forums and going... Yeah, there are other people yeah, out there would... dig this. There are, yeah. So it's so there's a, there there you know at various there's been a sort of a massive um, you know when when antinatalism sort of came to YouTube, there was this massive explosion of interest with people you know making response videos back and forth for years, and then it kind of blew up on places like Reddit and Twitter, um, and then you know there's there's all just sort of very interesting things happening more recently, like there's. Um, uh, you know, I don't actually know exactly where it's based, but a predominantly Arabic-speaking Facebook page has over 40,000 members. Wow. And now there's all this incredible stuff happening in uh, India, which is really just, you know, nobody really saw coming. Um, you know, the last two days of, of, of everything to do with uh, Mr. Raphael Samuel has been just a huge revelation, I think, is to everybody. It, is it? Now, is, is it? We have it really easy over here in the West, right? Okay, we got money, we got food, and we got most of us have money, and most of us have food, and most of us have housing. Mm-hmm. And of course, if anyone who's mm-hmm. been to India, as I have, and Pakistan in particular, but India as well, um, th- there is there is you know a lot of poverty, a lot of people with with yes. nothing, yes. you know. Um, mm-hmm. Is is the is the movement bigger in India because of the poverty? Do you think? I I or growing don't know. In India? I, I, I imagine. That it it might it may have something to do with it. I mean, I I have uh, I would suspect I have just as many questions at this point um, as to exactly the mechanics of what's creating the movement there and in other places as well. Um, the real the explosion in India specifically of antinatalism. You know, there's a there's a massive uh, sort of meetup happening in India um, on the on the tenth uh, in um, and. Uh, Called the Stop Making Babies uh, Meetup, which is you know, and that's very recent mm. that any of that has been going on. So it's uh, it's it's very much a thing that sort of that's developing, and I'm I'm excited to sort of see where it goes. Isn't there a danger that if all the right-thinking, careful, thoughtful people stop making babies, oh god, we get overrun with the opposite idiocracy? Yeah, I I don't. I mean, I think that that is a frightening. Um, <laughs> idea that could happen although i mean you know philosophy is not genetic you know what i mean it's and especially in an, in an information age and the internet and stuff you know people from all parts of of life all kinds of backgrounds are being able to um you know inform themselves about what life really is and what happens and what really are the consequences of procreation and the way that people really do end up feeling about their lives and so um and yet I, Trump won. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yes, of course. Oh, no. So do you know do you, this Raphael Samuel, the guy that got us talking about this? Yes. Do, you, do you know him then? Have you spoken to him? I, I only really have known him in passing before right. the last couple of days. I mean, I've cer- I certainly recognize his name right away. I know yeah. that he's commented on things that I've done. And, um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I over, you know, just the last couple of days is, is the only time I really remember speaking I, to him. I'm guessing this is going to be a court case that if it, if it happens, and who knows if it's actually going to go, go through with it or he not. Is but serious is he, it. Is he doing yeah. it? He can't yeah. win... So I, but, 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 but the very fact that me and Catherine are talking about it on the show is because of him saying he's going to sue his parents. The very fact that we've got you at such short notice, which is brilliant, and I'm loving this, Amanda, so thank you, (laughs) is because of... My pleasure, my pleasure. No, thank you, and we'll we'll, we'll get you back on again at some point. But it's it's because he's he's talking about suing his parents. So whether it happens or not is almost irrelevant because it's it's suddenly, we we know the word antinatalism. 
Yeah, he's, you know, there's this, um, and I, I, you know, I, uh, not to speak for myself, but I mean, I, you know, um, there's, there's sort of a project amongst, amongst antinatalists of how do you get people to listen to this idea? Because it's a very hard idea, as you can imagine, to get people to listen to often. It's, you know, people get very aggressive. People tell us to kill ourselves. People, wow. <laughs> uh, you know, become very, very, very aggressive. When why are they telling you? And so, well, why? It's, it's an extension they, they, of the, they, they if you don't like it, you know what you can do, isn't oh, it? I suppose so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They take it, you know, when you tell people that they shouldn't procreate, it, 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 they, they, a lot of people take that as saying, um, you know, it's connected with their own sense of mortality. It's like, well, I can't have the, the, the uh, you know, the, um, the homunculus in the future that's going to represent what I have been and what, I, what my life is. Um, so they take it as, a, as almost like a threat sometimes. Yeah. It's the same kind of aggression, um, so, the same root of the aggression that vegans get, isn't it? Because actually we kind of know absolutely. that we can't argue absolutely. with the morality yeah. of it. Yes, and antinatalism is um, more often than not very heavily connected with veganism, actually. Right. Um, so that's so it's it's very much uh, cut from the same cloth. Well, here's the thing, Alex. Um, I have had yeah. this mm-hmm. I've had this story open on my computer for a couple of days without reading it, and we do this radio show, yeah. and we kind of sit and we go through the papers, and then I just remembered, oh, I've got this story that I opened a couple of days ago, and we read it on air as it yeah. as it as it was, and I was thinking, oh, we'll have a jolly old laugh at yeah. this. But then going through the, the, the brief points they put in this, it's quite light and frothy. But the brief yeah. arguments that they, they take from this gentleman, I'm thinking, well, mm-hmm. I, no, I can't argue with that. Yeah, no, it, having kids is yeah. selfish. Yes, life yeah. is, is, there's a lot of misery. I'm, I worry, my kids, my boys are seven and nine, but I know that yeah. um, they're going to get diseases, that they, they might break their bones, yeah. that they're going to have their hearts broken, that they're going to lose jobs, right. that they're going to, all of this. All of this, and then of course there'll be joy, there'll be love, and there'll be happiness, and right. there'll be success and things. But I'm I'm giving them a lot of misery in the next fifty, sixty, seventy years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. It's not great. It's heartbreaking. I know, and <laughs> and you know, a lot of you know, I want to say you know, it's a lot of a lot of people that identify as antinatalists have had children. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, really? They, because we live, we live in, we live in societies where uh, natalism is is is. You know, is 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 God basically? I yeah. mean, that's you know, that's that's what your life is supposed to amount to. It's what you have to do. It's what we're trained to do. It's what we're um, biologically supposed to do. Yeah. But you know, it's, uh, the the societal pressures are huge, and so many people find themselves in a position where they've had children, and then they and then they and then we <laughs> we essentially uh, unfortunately have to tell them the bad news <laughs> with antinatalism. But life but. Sucks. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 rough. Are your but, parents um, are your parents still with us, Amanda? And if so, what what conversations do you have with them? Oh well, my father is is uh, is uh, long past, but my mother is alive, and she's very very supportive. You know, I, I've uh, I've been I've been actively creating uh, antinatalist um, artwork. I'm an, I'm a sculptor and a filmmaker. Uh, oh, for almost ten years now, so I, you know, she was she was at my uh, my movie screening for my antinatalist film, so she's very supportive about it. Um, what, what's what's the film? What's the film called? Where can we see it? Oh, the film is called The Ethelist, um, and it's uh, it's available on YouTube. Brilliant. And um, yeah, my my YouTube channel is Forever Wolf Films. Mm-hmm. Forever Wolf Films. And uh, if if people, because honestly, I find this fascinating and we will get you back again and maybe we'll be a little bit more prepared, you know, to have a a chat. But but this is great. If people want to find out more about antinatalism, what is what is the Twitter feed that you are guarding? Oh, sure. It is antinatal news, one word. And uh, yeah, I, I, um, I, I do my best to daily 
uh, you know, mine the links and um, get put up whatever is going on recently. P.S. The rabbit thing, it's true. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, if they don't get enough protein in their diet, they absorb the embryos, and all oh. they'll, they'll just give birth to a mass. Oh no, please! That's, oh goodness! Well, that's, well, that's a yeah, I mean there are there there are lots of you know pandas are basically natural antinatalists. They don't want to have kids. We, no. we force them to. I, I pand- yeah. I, I pandas know what, that I, it's just not worth it. I pity the panda. I pity the exactly. Hey Amanda, it's so nice to talk to you. I really appreciate you, and we will speak again. I'm sure. Oh, it was my my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on, and I look forward. Have a great night. Thank you very much indeed. What a nice... What a nice... nice pleasant person considering what she's talking about is probably the bleakest. I can't argue with it, though. No. You can't argue with it. I love my kids, and I'm glad my kids are here, but you can't argue with that. There is a delightful old couple, or there was a delightful old couple that lived opposite me. Yeah. And uh, every day he used to take her to... She was ill for a long, long time, his wife, and they'd met when he was in the war and he'd walk past her. I think they were in Holland. Uh, yeah, Holland or Denmark. And he'd walk past her with her, sitting on a bench with her friend and he said to his pal, hang what? on a minute, I need to go and talk to this girl. I'm going to marry her. Aye. And it was one of those situations. Yeah. They were together. What colour was he? <laughs> he was a white guy. Okay, I'm going to go for a walk for a week. <laughs> anyway, they lived, <laughs> they lived very, you know, the happiest couple I've ever seen, and he was mm. devoted to her, absolutely mm. devoted to her, to the point where I had no idea how old he was because he was just always so active. Yes. Anyway, she died last year. Oh, God. And I, th- I remember thinking as I saw him set out for the, I mean, this is really bleak, I'm sorry about this, but set out for the funeral and his family were all around him. I thought, God, that's, that's what happens if you win. Yeah, that's it, yeah. That's the best. That's the best you can hope for. I mean, I suppose the extension of that is, yeah, he's got his family around him. But, I mean, God, fancy going through that. We're all screwed. I've been worried a lot recently about the, the misery my kids are... I have, actually. The misery my kids are going to go through. And that's nuts. They're seven and nine. Enjoy the joy at the moment. I mm-hmm. can't. I'm thinking ahead to, like, divorce and... Is that why we make childhood fun? Sorry? That's why we make childhood fun. Because uh, the rest of it sucks. <laughs> yeah. From about 13 onwards, it, it just ain't worth the hassle. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. A very smooth, um, very smooth ad break. There with, with why, why why does the computer just stop? It does that a lot, but it only does it around midnight. What Sam? Come on, come, come on, explain to the ladies and gentlemen. I know it's not your fault. I'm not having a go at you, but it just it's an odd glitch in yeah, the system. I, I don't know why it does it. It's yeah, I'm assuming it's like where it's because everything's put in automatically. Yeah, it's like trying to update things. It's and the millennium load bug. it. Yeah, so that's what it is. It's the millennium bug. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Can I just tell you something? Because yeah, cool. I keep getting tweets. Uh, Leningrad Cowboys. Leningrad Cowboys. There's now. There's a Leningrad Cowboys. They made made a movie, um, and they're a proper. It turns out they're a proper band. Um, and um, this is uh, this is what they sound like. This is uh, them with the red choir. Them doing Sweet Home Alabama. So they're all they're all dressed in grey suits with ridiculous two foot quiffs. You, you you wait though, you wait. They're actually finished, aren't they? Are they? So, 
I know some Finns, they're not. You, you wait, they got the, the Moscow uh, Red Square Choir, I don't know what they call it. Red Army Choir. There we go. Find one where it shows off um, the, the army. Hang on a minute. Let's try. Um, let's try this one. Let's try this. We've had this song already tonight. Here we go. Film. No one's calling in, so indulge me. Amazon. Let's go to Amazon.co.uk. The Leningrad Cowboys. Isn't it Leningrad Cowboys go to America? Go America. There we go. Um, Lenin, uh, Leningrad Cowboys collection. Well, so, more than one. really, they're pre-Borat. Uh, oh, yeah, very much. Um, uh, Leningrad Cowboys go America. Gosh, there's a trilogy. Sweet Lord. Uh, 1989, struggling rock and roll band, the Leningrad Cowboys, quit Siberia, their frozen bass player in the luggage, for a tour of America. Their slave-driving manager secures a car from Jim Jarmusch and several very bad gigs. The undauntable band are then pursued across the States by their only fan and a fish. Um, I think I've seen that. It's a great film. It really is an absolutely great film. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Good evening. Good evening. I've got nothing for you, really, but I've got two questions. Straight to, straight Why do you say that? Just went right. to the button to cut you off there, dude. You're lucky that, that my brain is um, is uh, is slow. You're going to cut me off? Yeah, because you said you've got nothing for us, so it already... I've got, I've, got, I've got two burning questions. Well, then but... don't tell lies. What are your questions? What, 
All right, should we start again? I've got two questions for you tonight. Here we go. Great, fantastic. I'll move away from the get- cut you off button then. This is going to be great. Cool, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, baby. Right. Huh? When you go to the ad break, yeah. and this is not just you, this is every presenter, do you put the volume up? No, but the, the the system probably does a little bit, yeah. The limiters do, the compressors, I don't know. Yeah, probably. We don't. I don't. I've got no volume controls here. The system probably does. So you go and buy. Go and buy. Buy, buy, buy. I do. I do. I buy every product. Good. That's the way it should be. Like to keep you, like They're to keep great you products. Busy. They're all great products, they and we, are. I support them, and I love them, and I respect them, and they feed me, and they feed my kids, and they feed my cats. Well, my cats had, well, we my cats had cooked. My cats had cooked. After the failure of them eating eggs yesterday, didn't like um, hard-boiled eggs, I cooked my cats uh, chicken. All four of us had chicken today. I had the smallest piece. The chicken, mwah, it was a success. The cats loved it, and then the youngest, uh, the one of the, the, the twins, Lucky... Then went in the garden, and I saw her bullying an animal. I don't know what it was. It wasn't a mouse. Too big for a mouse. Could have been a rat. Could have been a starling. I don't know. But she was Uh, pouncing and jumping on this thing as it was running around. Running around. Yeah, Yeah, she loves it. You might be getting some presents, then. Sorry? You might be getting some presents. Hopefully. I do. If if they want to keep staying there, they've got to start bringing me food. Well, the weirdest ones I had, because I've got cats, and the weirdest things I've had, I've had I've had a rabbit. Yeah. A whole rabbit. Wow. In. I've wow. had a mole. A mole. I've had I've had a vole. I've not had a mole. I've had a vole. I mean, how do you get a mole? They don't come out of the ground. Well, they, you, well, they obviously you, do. You got all oh, the cats go down. The oh. cats can go underground. Everyone knows that. Okay. Um, what was the other question? Do I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, right. Just, it's just me being nosy, right? That's all. You know, like you play music. Yes. Right, and and obviously you can play. 30 seconds of, a, of music, can't you? Yeah. Because of your licence or something. Yeah. How is it then that you can play full songs and then do you have to pay royalties? No, because that? we'll have a PRS licence somewhere. Oh. The station will have a licence yes. for us to play music. Podcasts is different. Uh, different. You've, you've got uh, you've got up to 30 seconds. Um, you can you, yeah. can you can actually have a little bit longer if you are what's the, what's the word fair usage is fair de- fair dealing fair dealing is is what they call it in TV fair dealing is when you they'll show clips of movies here's what they do on TV right if you want to show yeah. a clip of a movie or another TV program for free if you go to to a company and say we want to show um a clip of Rocky 2 we want to show 45 seconds of Rocky 2 they'll go yeah sure not a problem that'll be 5000 pounds right so the way you get around that is you show a clip of Rocky 2 and then you have a little strap line underneath that says Rocky 2 available on Warner DVD and then when you come back you go you talk about it for a bit you go well that was Rocky 2 and that was made in 1982 and it stars uh, Sylvester Stallone I think and Sylvester Stallone wrote and directed that movie and it's a great movie of course you can buy it on DVD but if you were boom then that's fair dealing it because you've said what it is you said where you can get it you've kind of said you're given the credit where it's due. You're given the credit, uh, okay. so you get it for free. Okay, I get it. But like that, that for example, the song you played oh, that was on YouTube, that weird thing that you played after the news. Yes. Would you have to then pay that person royalties? Or no, not? are you not listening? No, it was it's covered by oh. by our, our license, our PRS license. Yeah, you still then you still have to pay royalties even if you've got a license. Yeah, that'll be that'll know. be logged, and that'll be they'll be getting tuppence halfpenny off us. Yes. Uh, well, no, because the, you don't you don't have to make an individual payment. As far as I'm aware, the license covers everything. It gets logged. That goes off to PRS. Blululum, they log that. Beautiful. Bish, bash, bosh. And then the, the artist gets a nice check at the end of the year for tuppence halfpenny. So if I create a piece of music and you play it every day... Yeah. 
we'll go half on the uh, on the on the profits. Yeah, yeah, sure, certainly if you get it published. Uh, Thank you very much that. indeed for your call, Simon. Everyone's trying to make a buck off me. Everyone's looking for what's it? Uh, everyone's looking for a buck and a dime. Mm-hmm. No, what song is that? Everybody, is that the rest of the Gary Shandling show? Yeah. Everybody's hustling. That's it. Everybody's hustling for a buck or a dime. Sounds a lot like um, Kenny Rogers. It's John Lennon. Oh, right. You need to do a different voice then. No. Everybody's hustling Maybe. for More a echo. buck or a dime. More echo. No, everybody loves you when you're on cloud nine. That's Virgin into me. Everybody. No, it's not called yeah, Virgin. Yeah, it's almost way. Why? It's not called Virgin into me. It's everybody hustling for... Here's the thing, here's the thing. Most of John Lennon's solo albums are crap. Most of them are. Some great songs. Oh, some great songs. Oh, there's some great songs. There's some great songs. Number Nine Dream, Ah Bawa Cow Pussy. It's a great song. Um, Mind Games. Yes, great song. Here's the thing. Do you know what... Sally, I'll come to you in a second. Do you know um, what... Um, uh, you know this one. I was dreaming oh, of the past, past and my heart was beating fast. I was shivering inside. I was shivering inside. I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm sorry yep. that I made Jealous you cry. I'll finish it. I didn't want to hurt you. But do you know what that was originally called? Uh, it's terrible. I mean, Jello Sky. Right, you're an idiot. What then? Um, John Lennon. This is awful. This is this is awful. This just shows that, you know, sometimes... Maybe Yoko came up with the proper Here title. We go. Listen to this. This is terrible. All right. The happy Rishi Kesh song. Here we go. Big pun. No. That's not the right one. Happy Rishi Kesh. That's not the right one. Um, uh, uh, no, it's not the right one. Here we go. Hang on. On the road to Rishikesh. Here uh, we go. Is this it? On the road to Rishikesh. Oh, John, no. Now, what's, how is he gonna? How is he gonna rhyme Rishikesh? Where's he gonna go with uh, that? Put my coat on, cause I'm Nesh. Here we go. I was dreaming more or less. On the road to Rishikesh, I was dreaming more, more or less. <laughs> And the dream I had was true Yes, the dream I had was true I'm just a child of nature I'm just a child of nature It gets worse I don't need much to set me free Oh no I'm just a child of Here we nature. Go. I'm one of nature's children. Oh, <laughs> no, baby, no. But then, but then, that's where the genius is. Then he kept that in the old memory banks, kept that in the banks, and then he turned it into one of the greatest yeah. apology songs of all time, time ever. It's a great John Lennon song. 
I'm in the middle of a bath, in the middle of a bath, I call your name, oh, you're cold. Do you know that? <laughs> yes, I do. It's, su- it's such a good song, man. He wrote some really good... Is that because he hadn't got a towel? <laughs> 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 or he wanted a cup of tea? It's such a great song, man. Imagine being so in love with someone, you just write a really silly song about them, but it's stunning. I know they had a mixed-up relationship, but Yo. they were kind of adorable, weren't they? to call her mother. Oh, old fashioned wise. My love will turn you on. It's a great song, isn't it? It's just listing really mundane things. Let's go to Sally Goody. Oh, no. I knew it. My mouse has died. Hang on a minute. I knew it was going to do this because this was flashing. Stay there. Stay there, Sally. Panic stations. What are you going to do? Take it out and blow it? Well, I'm going to... If it's a battery, I'm going to... I'm going to... No, that just turns it on. There we go. We're on. I, OK, I've, I've, I've turned it off and on, and that's bought me a few seconds juice. Good evening, Sally. Hello. We've got... We've got... We've got juice. Now, you, you're either going to get cut off in, like, 30 seconds... Oh. Or you're going to be on until, like, Julia Hartley Brewer comes in. Because yeah. we won't be able to cut anyone off. I just don't know. So could you cancel all oh. appointments, please? No, nope, I can't. There we go. Oh. I'm going to turn the mouse off because the battery's gone again. And then we, that's going to charge oh. That's going to charge it up. Sorry? Um, okay. Uh, it would be batteries, wouldn't it, with Sally? By the way, I've not heard your... Oh. <laughs> I've not heard Shut you beep. <laughs> uh, it, it'll, happen in, it'll happen in a minute. Right. I worry if it doesn't now. What are you reaching over for? Because I, can... I, want, I want to give it a rub. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh, there we go. There we go. We're in. Oh, I've, I've buggered this. Look. Oh, no. Hang on, I've taken the mouse apart. What? Sally, what can we do for you? <laughs> <laughs> go on, what you got? Right, OK. The, the, the picture of the eyes in the middle of the kitchen. Yeah, well, it's, it's, okay. not, it's, it's, it's a round... It's, it's, it's a rudimentary clown face. Yeah, on, like okay. a sort of, on a sort of an egg, flat egg shape. Imagine you've given your kids the wrong brush, right, and some black paint. Yeah. On a green... It, Ill-painted egg, yeah. That and they're kind of like you know they're half-assed because they want to do something else. That it looks like it was yeah. painted by a Victorian orphan no, who it, probably it, died. It doesn't. It looks like it was painted <laughs> by one of my kids under duress and they yeah. want to do something else. I think we need. To, can we put a, have a picture of it on Twitter or? Yes. Okay. Um, but I was just I was just thinking. This happened at my nan's house years ago. And we, we found out it's what had happened. There was uh, during the course of a weekend, things kept appearing on the, in the middle of the floor. Yeah. And we finally figured out what was happening. Hang Have on. you got? There we go. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Where's that? There we go. Continue. Continue oh, the story. That's, well, that's going to be disappointing. This is why I wanted to get in there quick because I could feel it was okay. going to be a non a non spooky <laughs> thing. Have we got what a lodger? No, no. Have you got a gap between your kitchen cabinets and the ceiling? Possibly, possibly, but this was nowhere near the kitchen cabinets. This is like 10, 12 feet away from the kitchen cabinets. You off, Kath? 
It's a big kitchen. It's not, well, no, it's not. It's not that big. 12 feet away from the cabinet. Well, I don't know what in 12 feet. the middle of the floor. I don't know what 12 feet is, actually. Well, no. Well, it's you times two. It's quite a narrow, it's like a narrow, long kitchen. So it's not right. big, it's not like, I haven't got an island or anything. It's a narrow, long kitchen, and the kitchen cabinets are at one end. This was at the other end. Could there it was, not have rolled? M- mate, 10, 10 or 12 feet? No. Okay. Well, no, I was going to say, have you got, because what was happening with us was, yeah. is that we had this tiny little hole um, in the kitchen wall, yeah. and a mouse had been getting through and knocking stuff off the top of the kitchen cabinets. Right. And oh, I'm wondering yeah. if that's happened. I think it's mice. Well, I, that's what that's what it turns out to be for my na- in my nan's house. I think she had well, a couple of mice. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, like George said, I think the house is possessed <laughs> no. by, by demons. No, uh, no, it was, it was kind of. There's no. It's not. It's not. What are you doing? I can't get a good shot of it because it's so crap. Come here. I hold. I hold it. Let me hold it. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Okay, yeah. You got it. Fine. You're not touching that. It's got special powers. Um, if I was a ghost, that's a lot of effort for throwing a bit of. It's a, so it's a t- basically it's a dead child. It's a dead child saying, "Help, help, help me! Gosh, help me! I was murdered a yeah. hundred years yeah. ago in the Victorian era." Save me. Have you ever seen the Changeling? Now that's the second time someone said Changeling to me this week. Is that yeah, a werewolf? That? No, no. It's uh, a film with uh, George C. Scott. About werewolves? No. No. I think of the howling. A, it's about a, a... He moves into a, a house and it's haunted. No. And it's supposed to be based on a true story. Based on my life story, it would appear. <laughs> Preempting my life story. For several years. But that's quite a scary film. Anyway, so, yeah. You know what the, suit, the, the, the thing behind Changelings is? If you had yeah. a, basically, if you had a naughty or... Uh, pain in the backside kid you would say yeah. that the fairies had swapped them at some point and you've got this like fairy kid rather than having yeah. your own baby in the fa- and the baby and the baby even taken by the fairies right? yeah. that's what changeling is right. oh um, i've got a couple of them okay <laughs> no uh, well i'm going to check that movie out it's a really good it's a really good film actually okay i need and I, i'd like mm. a scary movie no movie no it's, it's a good scary film no movies scary me anyway right I'm now going to try and cut you off, okay? But this might take some time. Okay. I'm switching the mouse on. Oh, Sally, are you there? Gone. It worked. This is to radio. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, last few minutes of the show, uh, before Paul Ross comes in, 0344-499-1000. I'm very excited and a little bit nervous because this Saturday I'm driving all the way, four hours, to a tiny little village in the southwest of England to go and interview um, Nick Jones. who We've kind of played a, f- a few of his tracks on the, the show, and he's a folk singer, English folk singer, and um, I, I'd never heard of him until maybe two or three months ago. And there was a great documentary on 4 Extra about him on the way home. It's like, whoa, this is an incredible story. Um, you know, really successful English folk singer, as successful as you can be. And then, you know, recorded this album, Penguin Eggs, which I thoroughly recommend. 
Um, and was sort of getting quite successful with that and then had a massive car crash and, and should have died and got brain damage and um, couldn't play the guitar again. Incredible guitarist. Um, and everyone thought that was that. And then about 10 years ago or so, maybe not quite as many as that, he did a little tour with his son. He doesn't do it now. And they said, anyway, I'm, I'm off to meet him and his wife, Julia. Right, now it's a four-hour drive. Uh, and here's the thing. She sent me like a little care package. of You can't get his stuff anymore because it's held up in illegal uh, red tape. You can't get his early stuff. So she sent me like, she burned some CDs of his early stuff. She sent me a little DVD documentary that's officially released. She sent me like a little private DVD of him doing a concert with his son. Um, and then they're, they're putting me up in their house. On Saturday night. And I hate stuff like that. I don't... No. Normally I would blanch at that. I don't hate that. That's rude. Normally I would blanch at that. And I did blanch at that when they said that. I said, oh, no, no, don't worry. I'll go back. I'll, I'll go home that night. And she said, oh, no, it's it's a long drive. You'll be very welcome. We've kind of got... You know, my daughter has got like a little annex and she'll be away. Or there's a hotel nearby. And I said, oh, I'll get the hotel. She said, okay, it's fine. But it's, honestly, it's no bother. And I went, do you know what? Yeah, that would be wicked. That would be really kind. And so I just emailed her a couple of days ago and said, just checking we're still on for Saturday. I'm hoping I'm going to leave about 10, probably stop and, you know, have a coffee or somewhere. So I hope to be there about half two or three. She said, OK, that's fine. Is there anything you don't eat? Oh. I know. Is there anything you don't eat? Wow. So either she's conducting a survey or she's going to cook for me. Like, Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And I replied, no, I, I eat anything. I don't drink, but... um." I eat anything, so I really hope. I really hope I do the interview justice because they're being so. I've never had any um, interviewee and their partner be so accommodating and, and accommodating in a really lovely. Uh, he's not selling anything. He's got nothing new out. He's not touring. He hasn't toured for years, and he won't, probably won't tour again. I don't think. I think he's, he's not particularly well. You know, his injuries are kind of catching up with him in his old age. So he's not selling anything. They're just really grateful that someone is driving four hours to go and have a chat with him about his music and kind of keep the name going, I guess. So that's happening this weekend. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really nervous actually because I want it this to be I want this to be a good one. You know, I want to do them justice well, the great thing about this because you're staying is that you've not got the time constraints that you'd have if you oh. were just going to meet someone do you remember steve gutenberg when i realized we'd run out of tape or the batteries had died at the end of it and you were going we could go back and ask him to do something not steve no, gutenberg not gutenberg uh goldblum goldblum, goldblum. um I'm, i say steve gutenberg because he was also very accommodating when i interviewed him both times he met us in new york didn't he? Yeah. he stopped a busy pr day to come and meet us for an hour so we could have some food and chat to us that was incredible you were so it? charming it was great um but so i'm, I'm so i'm thrilled so we're going to play that one night next week and we're, we're probably it's gonna be one night and we'll probably kick off the show with it because I, I i i you know I'm, I'm really keen for people to hear it and i just hope i do it him and his music and his legacy and his family justice you know and get something quite I, i'm hoping it's gonna be something quite special and here's the thing I don't really like English folk music, okay, uh, 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 and I've I've always struggled with it. But this album, Penguin Eggs, is a great, it's a great way in because it's it's English folk music, but actually it's not quite. He's, he's kind of taken it somewhere else. And then I've worked backwards and I've listened to his albums, and they they're great. 
if I'd listened to them a year ago, I'd go, oh, I don't know. But working backwards seems to be the kin, and um, uh, they're absolutely great. But uh, I don't know much about him. I know about the car crash that nearly killed him. And I don't want to make the whole interview about that. It's obviously it's a pivotal moment in his life. But actually, I kind of want to celebrate the music more yeah. than... So tell us about the car crash that nearly killed you and put you in a coma for, for six weeks. Tell us about that. Here's an interesting thing about people in comas. Um, come in, Poros. Uh, and I've heard this from several different people, that when you, if, you come, if you're in a coma for weeks, you f- quite often forget how to speak, which depending on what part of the brain is damaged. You forget how to speak. But the words that everyone seems to know are the F word and the S word. Wow. They're the ones that I've come back. That. There was a do- documentary about a Cornish playwright. Yes. And, and Nick Jones was the same. And I've heard it from other people. that You, you come out of a coma and you can't speak because you've forgotten how to. You've got to learn English again. But you can still say F and S because they're such, apparently they're such emotive words that the... That, that, the F word can mean anything. It can mean sex. It can mean I'm angry. It can mean I love you. It can mean I'm really hungry. It can mean I've had enough of this. Take it away. It can mean all of this. And it's and, and they're the kind of things. So quite, if you go to a stroke ward, you're quite often here just old people. F, F, F. Just constantly swearing. And it's because that's the only word that is. It's a massive generalisation, of course. But it's the only word that is kind of they've retained after the brain damage. It's amazing, isn't it? Hello, Paul Ross. I was going to come in and say plant for Mrs. Christophilus. But that was spoil the mood. Go on. Quote from Hells of Poppin. Oh, plan for Mrs. Christopherless. Hey, plan for Mrs. That's the Mrs. running gag, is yeah. it? He's running yeah. around to the whole with thing. A giant plant, with uh, a giant plant. I've not seen it for years, but it's a, it's a funny film. I must say, I've not seen it for years either. And the film was a bit of a flop. The show ran on Broadway for years. Yeah. And it got dissed by the critics in their hood, as you young people say. Yeah. But it survived because Everyone it was loved so it. mad. Apart it was from Olsen and Johnson, I think, with a comedy duo. Olsen and That was it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Plan for Mrs. Christopherless. He's just running around with yeah. this big plant. It's the first time I ever saw the gag when you see a guy coming on carrying an enormously long ladder. Yeah. And they're talking and doing a bit of patter in front. And then the same guy carries the other end. He's just run around the back of the car. Oh, do you know what? That's a genius guy. I'm having that this week. I'm having having Hells of Poppin' this week. It's a great film. What have you got for us tonight, please? Well, on the show tonight, brace yourselves, Britain, we have got Josh Rom, but he's been on the red carpet with a film that I think my grandsons and your boys and your kids might love, The Kid Who Would Be King. Oh, yeah, no, we want to see this. And Josh has seen it. We want to see this. And he's got Sir Patrick Stewart, an interview for us, which I'm looking forward to. He plays Merlin. um, Isn't it written by Joe Cornish from Adam and Joe? Yes, that's right, We've seen the trailer for that. Basically, if you've not seen it, it's this. It's like King Arthur, but set now with this this kid who gets he's getting bullied. He runs onto a building site and he just pulls this sword yeah. out of this stone. As and you he, do, and yeah, he selects his knights from kids at school, doesn't yeah. he? And they get, well, we're not. This table isn't round, and so he lifts up the flaps of his mum's dining <laughs> table. It looks yeah. so funny. Okay, brilliant. So a bit of that on the program, and we're doing some film reviews, including uh, well, there's a big new one, Alita: Battle Angel, which is I think produced by and maybe adapted by James Cameron, which I'm uneasy about because the the huge publicity offer means, like with that dreadful King Arthur film from Guy Ritchie a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah. They go so mad on the posters, they want a quick return. It yeah. could be a, a stinker, but we'll find out. We'll get the review on that one. And we're also to a fascinating story from near Tonga, um, where an island has emerged. It's only been above the sea for about two years, okay? Oh. And NASA, slightly creepily, more how have been the first people on it scientifically. Of course oh. they have. And NASA have been there because they say, and we're talking to the lead scientist from NASA live on the programme, they say it's because we don't know enough about islands. Hang on, what have Ireland's got to do with NASA? So I'm looking forward to that one. It should be a good story. Mate, he's not going to tell you the truth. He's, he's going to um, lie and cover up. You're part of a conspiracy. It's being so trusting that keeps you going. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of a conspiracy. Don't believe a word this guy says. Isn't that a great story, though? That's incredible. Human no, being said on a new island. How big is it? 
I don't, I don't know. I know right. it's, it's this kind of slimy, volcanic material. Right. So whether they're... Te- who knows? Who knows? But isn't it a, a, something that... We know more about space than we do about yeah. uh, under the sea. So, well, we, we had a, a guy on the other day talking about oarfish. OAI fish. And they, they're basically 30-odd feet long. And they're like sea serpents. And they live half a mile below the sea. Now, the reason we spoke to this American academic, or Canadian academic, was because uh, there's a kind of... There's a legend in Japan that when these things surface, there will be a tsunami or an earthquake. Right. And some did come up before the last major one in Japan, tragically. But, of course, he had a perfectly rational explanation. But they look like the most... If you look up oarfish, they look like the most primitive, scary-looking, yeah. completely benign. They only feed on plankton. But because they look so astonishing, the rare occasion they come to the surface, that's where we think the whole notion of sea serpents came from. I don't like... I don't like underwater. I just... It's, it's horrible. The things that live there are disgusting. Have you ever been whale watching? Uh, no. It's incredible. Disgusting. It's incredible. You can totally see why sailors thought they were monsters. Many years ago, I went down about a quarter of a mile in a bathoscape. Bathosphere, and that was wonderful. What's that, like a tiny sub? It, well, it's, yeah, it's a kind of... What is it? And they, they winch it down. It's very no. old. Well, you're not terrified. Oh, I, but it's, no, I loved it. I loved it. It's really? It's absolutely astonishing down there. No, I went. I would be. I would be very uncomfortable. Well, the wind. It was all window one side, so you don't feel claustrophobic. And this weird kind of. It was a kind of squid. I can't remember which one, came up, and that was about four feet long. But it was obviously curious. It was just so bizarre. To, I'm thinking. I'm looking at something as alien as anything I'm ever yeah, going to yeah. meet until I met Julia Hartley Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on now. Wow. Outrageous behaviour from Paul Ross. Thank you, hey, Paul. But as we know, it's on your watch. Yeah, exactly. It's me. It's me that gets the rollicking. No, oh, it'd fact, be me. Yeah. There we go. Thanks, guys. Um, oh, and Bernard Cribbins apparently still alive. Is he? Yeah. Okay, Bernard Cribbins update. Well done. Cribbins watch. Uh, that's it. That's your lot. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Don't forget, dear listener, oh, we've got podcasts to plenty. We've got the best of uh, this. The best of, I mean, really. Ridiculous. Shut up, it is. Sorry? <laughs> I get paid for it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and uh, there's also, if we have a guest on, we put a podcast out. And don't forget, we do a rabbit hole podcast as well, which is where we kind of tour the country. That's out at two o'clock this morning. Thank you very much indeed. And we do a phone-in show uh, live in front of an audience. T-shirts available? T-shirts oh, are yeah. available. Oh, you, 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 plenty of stuff to sell. And for Mrs. Gustafflers. <laughs> <laughs> this is Talk Radio, dear listener.